4: Daniel Schwab and the, the Game of the centre-backs to go into
2: the top
0: of the penalty area, and it's the perfect start, it's the head of 13 by the captain,
2: Luke De Jong after just a minute of play at Wembley, it's a that scenario for Tottenham it's Spursville, TSVI 0-1 Hamilton flips it up towards Harry Kane Kane gets the shot, and he's got the goal as well and they can count on the captain yet again Champions League lifeline for Tottenham. Harry Kane delivers with 13 minutes to go. Spurs one. TSV Einhoven one.
5: And the Davis can find a good one here. That's a better one. It's into towards Harry Kane who measured it. his
2: he has Harry Kane was watching and waiting and hoping, and then celebrating for Tottenham Hotspur. What a big goal that could be. Zoot can't believe it. Tottenham are in dreamland. Spurs two. TSV
0: Einhoven one. On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. They dare to do, and the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season, Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs Fans Show on Love Sport. Ozzy's going
2: to Wembley, his knees are gone all trembly, come on you Spurs, come on you Spurs. Ozzy's going to Wembley, his knees are gone all trembly, come on you Spurs, come on you Spurs.
6: How ironic is that song? How ironic is that song? Good evening, uh, Ricky. Good evening, Jace. Jace has got his mic miles away from him. And Ricky's mic is right down in front of him. I don't know what he's trying to do there. It looks like he's about to host some form of show. And uh, Lee McQueen's in the building as well. You get
1: me.
5: Yeah.
6: Tanned up, loving life.
1: I'm loving it, mate, honestly. You just get these rocking the beard well. I'm rocking the beard, man. I'm, I'm I've got the, the beard out. Of, uh, it's Movember. So I thought, why not get involved and uh, you know make an awareness campaign for Mo- Movember and also look sexy whilst doing it. <laughs> Aaron. But you've
4: mean, lost the eagle look.
1: Yeah, the Gazaniga eagle looks going a bit... Well, it's because you lot kept saying I was the older version of Gazaniga so.
0: <laughs>
6: It was eagle's dad. Oh, yeah,
1: I was I, I like to say older brother, but still...
6: <laughs> uh, welcome to your Tottenham Hotspur fan show on Love Sport Radio. With last word on Spurs, plenty to talk about this week, and we start, of course, reviewing the Champions League game as the late late show at Wembley on Tuesday night. Chaps, is it all about grinding out them results?
7: Of course, I think in the past we've criticised Spurs team for failing to get over the line for. Bottling it in the big games where pressure was on us and let's be honest about it, the game against PSV was nothing other than you know massive to have to get the result and we've done it and that's the most important thing. I don't care about the performance, I don't care how we've done it, the most important thing is we did do it and Harry Kane as always stepping up for Tottenham with two big, big goals. Even though you might not get credited with them both, I'm going to give them to him.
1: Absolutely. Happy? Look, I'm happy, and, uh, and you know some of the criticism we get, I just think is is craziness. I mean, we had, I think think it was upwards of twenty plus shots. Uh, Thirty, uh, I think. Uh, f- Thirty, 30 shot, shots, ten on target. Absolutely battered them. I don't know what I don't know what some people were watching. To be fair, all I saw was they scored within the first minute and then parked the bus for the rest of the game. <laughs> yeah, Gazaniga or Macaniga, as we should be calling, him, <laughs> is uh, he had a couple of saves to make. But at the end of the day, we absolutely roasted them. Another day it could have been six, couldn't it, Chase?
4: Yeah, I thought we we uh, we played much better. at our football going forward. I mean, perhaps the quality of our crossing, having having absolutely booted trips of late. He was, <laughs> yes, you true. know, the, the one game he wanted trips in to to cross the ball. He wasn't there. But you know, I, I thought Harry Winks had a had an excellent game for us. And there, there was a lot to to like about our football, and I thought we. we th- I mean, you know, when you look at the two games, if if we'd have not won either of those games, it would have been, it would have been scandalous. Twinkle, yeah, and, yeah scandalous. and you kind of think, you know, we, we got a little bit of, of, of fortune with the the winning goal, but then having lost out on a goal out there that was perfectly all right, then you think, nope, that's you know what comes around goes around, and we did. We totally deserved the the three points. Now on our uh, on our running order
6: this evening, it talks about the booze for Lucas Moura. I want to look at the element of game management and, and Mauricio Pochettino um, how pleased you the way he managed the game towards the end obviously you know you're 1-0 down for a long 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 period of time chasing the game chasing the game chasing the game and, and creating opportunities and and it was a late late show you had to wait for your winner um, how pleased you with the way Pochettino managed the game changed a game made things happen for Spurs if you like off the field
7: the thing is when we saw the lineup, I think a lot of us were surprised by how attacking he went it almost was like he knew it was you know the final chance for Spurs to really kind of rescue the campaign. I think my only disappointment was Eric Lamella not starting, but then we have to kind of bear in mind that Lamella's played a lot of minutes for Spurs this season, so he's got to manage those carefully. And to be fair, you know, the boost towards the Mora substitution, I think Pochettino even picked up on it himself. That that's probably the first time he's actually heard the crowd you know, on his back in what the five years he's been there. And what I love about Pochettino is just the guy's so humble. He's like, well, look, the fans come, they pay their money to come and watch me, and you know, they're entitled to their opinion. But at the same time, he knows the supporters absolutely adore him as we do. And he got it right. That's the most important thing. He's there to make those decisions. He's paid the big money. He got it right. So spot on. Happy with that, Lee.
1: Um, awkward from the fans' perspective. I think mean, it's absolutely spot-on decision, wasn't it? At the end of the day, um, you know, he did. We we've been on the, uh, on the show and obviously on the, on the last one, Spurs pod as well, talking about game management and we need to learn and we need to change. And Potts needs some. He made some really good decisions. Uh, the decisions that he made in terms of substitution definitely affected the game. Uh, Lavento for one, I was surprised that he um, he affected the game as much as he did, but he, he he come on and he did affect the game in a positive way. And uh, you know. Um, he's uh, magic you know he's Potichino no I'd
7: love him he just sit there just like quietly just, uh,
1: <laughs> looking away thinking
7: about it I'd,
4: no I'd, I'd, personally I was a little bit surprised that that Lucas Moura went off, not Sonny, because I thought Sonny Sonny had made no impression on the That's game whatsoever, point. and I, you know, for me, if one of the two was going to go off, it was Sonny, because Lucas Moura, let's be fair, was, for a lot of the game, looked at our most attacking and our biggest threat, and I'm sure PSV were, were happy to see him go off, but you know, he makes the, the decisions y- you know what I've always said about it you know, with, with tactical decisions you never know what the other manager's thinking He's, he had a plan up his sleeves, it worked we got the three points, that's all that matters and the, the only thing he didn't do was cock his ear to the crowd like like the uh, other clown uh, last <laughs> night who made the similar type of uh, substitutions I, hey. think, I, th- I think Mourinho was well within his rights to do what he <laughs> just,
1: did <laughs> Just on that point about Sonny, you make a good point about actually, about Sonny as well, but uh, Sonny and the Moore piece um, and I credit a friend of the the pod actually Paul O'Keefe he, he, mm. he talked to uh, Twitter th- this week about Moore occupying the space that Kane occupies now you could I mean maybe it's too much analysis too much uh, double thinking but Moore occupying that space where Kane was or, or was uh, f- to score them goals wouldn't have scored the goals because Moore would have been there and it might have right. been a slightly different thing He, d- he, I do think that Moore does occupy someone that pace. I do agree with Paul so look at, at the end of the day like you said we've got the three points and we've got the job done and, on, and personally for me on a different day we could have scored Five or six easily.
4: We battered, didn't well, we? The only thing on that, I mean, I, I saw that as a reason that perhaps it was more occupying the space, and I thought, yep, I can, I can see that. So he, he allowed that space, but then with Lorente on there, that's exactly Lorente was yeah, occupying yeah, that space, he and, and Lorente and the came from he that. Did, so yeah, he did yeah. But obviously, Lorente's a different type of player, and Lorente made a big impression on the night. Yeah, he certainly did. We're going to talk more for Fernando Llorente after a short pause.
6: Uh, a few stories coming out in the uh, in the paper this evening, especially in the Independent. And that athletic Bilbao trying to offer Fernando Llorente a way out of White Hart Lane we'd love to hear from you this evening on this uh, this matter do you want to see Llorente leave the club in January do you want to see someone else come in what do you want uh, from Spurs this January and uh, and going forward from Mauricio Pochettino it's 0208 702558 at love sport radio on twitter okay.
0: Tuesdays are usually a drag, but Tuesday evenings on Love Sport are far from it. With the Fan Shows, this Tuesday from 7pm, we present the Spurs Fan Show. With all the latest word from the Lily Whites and rumours erupting from North London's finest. Love Sport, 558am.
2: one left and Harry, Harry and Potts are the two main people to sign and sign long contracts with the club. Nothing's changed. Because our manager and chairman don't say a lot, everyone has to make it up. So, what I'm saying is, get on with what it is. The fans are fine, by the way. They moan a little bit. All fans moan. All fans moan. Don't worry about it. They may moan when you're successful. When it's ready, it's ready. I just think the expectancy was 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 fired up, and for whatever reason it didn't get done. Yeah, but it will be done very soon. You see it every day on, on the social media. It, it looks magnificent. the I'm sure it's not a long way off. And I, you know, I've certainly been involved, you know, in the, in the club. That we're looking at February as a, as a start date. So it still gives us three months. If you look look at when we when we came out of there, there'll be 21 months to build a stadium of that size. Structure. on the same site, 21 months, and the same site is wonderful, no, by the way, way. the structure being done, it's just a great, it's a great thing for us to look forward to.
6: Yeah, former Spurs man Paul Miller on Ian Stone's comedy breakfast uh, where he spoke to Ian and Paul Mortimer. Mort is back tomorrow morning from 6.30 with former Watford and Brentford goalkeeper Richard Lee. Do join them on that one. Let's have a look at some of the papers this evening. Quite a baffling story coming out about advertising standards authority after Arsenal fans have complained about Tottenham's club stadium claims. We'll be talking about that a little bit later on.
1: Are you Are quite
6: all right, though? (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh sorry. i just- back. I was looking Literally at the 14, per, 15 minutes. I was looking at the new stadium there and it, and it just got a bit of uh, the best of me. It looks amazing. Anyway, uh Fernando Rente has reiterated
6: his desire to leave Tottenham for uh, La Liga. Return that one by Joe Christian in the evening standard, uh, which says that uh well, he, uh, Fernando Llorente has said he would jump at the chance to return to Spain after struggling to hold down a first team starting spot. He played for of course Athletic Bilbao and Sevilla before moving to the Premier League with Swansea. He's revealed he would love to go back to Spain. He He's been limited to just 18 Premier League appearances since arriving in North London has been used off the bench by Mauricio Pochettina in recent weeks. What do you make of this story? Fernando Llorente, obviously, just wanting out. He's frustrated at the fact that he isn't going to get a starting, But is he good enough for Spurs? Do you
7: know what the funny thing is, Aaron? I'll be honest with you. When we discussed Llorente on this show... Maybe, and I'm guilty of this myself. I don't give the guy enough credit for you know the stats out there. You know he started 11 games, scored five goals, made two assists. You know, minutes played. I think he's played around 1,226 minutes, equating to around 12 and a half games. And I think the argument is, and Jason, me and you have debated this many times, that maybe with Spurs, we don't always play to the guy's advantage. You know when he does come onto the field, we should be putting balls in the box for him to you know get on the end of headers from crosses, but. We don't seem to play that way When when Llorente comes on We seem to drill the the ball Low into
1: the box Lee Do you get my point? 100%. Hundred percent. We've said it before, and you know, there's the whole Plan A, Plan B situation. You've got Lorente coming on as a Plan B. Inverted commas. Then ultimately, um, play to his strengths, and we don't seem to do that. And maybe that's down to the philosophy and the beliefs, and they're still playing out. But the, at the end of the day, I think. You, well, you saw it the other night against PSV. You know, I'm not saying it was necessarily a long ball into the box, but it was kind of a long ball into the box, and he had a knockdown, and we <laughs> and we score. You know, and, and you also say, and I and I, and, and I mentioned this as well uh, at the weekend. You know. Um, um, when um, uh, when we see, when Harry scored, uh, you know, long ball upfield, Banks sco- back on net, you know, and you know, and it's so so so. It, I think having a plan B is totally effective if you use it, but lorente's ineffective if you're not using him into his strength. Surely. How good was his finish against West Ham, though? Oh, great goal! That was yes. a great goal, wasn't
4: it? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, hit that on the cushion volley, wasn't mm. it? Didn't lash at it, and um, just that that little bit of using his body strength to to get in front of the guy. So. We know what he's good at, Lorente. It's just that... You know, do, do, do Tot- you're right? the Tottenham really play to his strengths when he comes on? And I suppose, I mean, when you when you ask, is he good enough? Do I, do I see Fernando Llorente? And in the event that Harry Kane was injured for 20 games, we're far more likely to still go with Son up front than we are with with Fernando Llorente.
1: Sorry, just on that point, I think that's, that's uh, absolutely spot on. And, and the thing with that is, how many times have we heard and we know as fans, and you heard in the um, you know in, in the in the football arena. If you like that, strikers play with confidence, and you've got to have confidence to play well. And how are you going to have confidence when you know you're the second striker? Yet he won't play you when Harry Kane's injured because he'll play somebody else instead, um, who who isn't almost a main striker. Rick, do you know what I mean? Agreed. And the argument
7: again is, comes on, affects the game the other night. Yeah. And he's most likely going to be back on the bench again. Well, uh, if, he's if, if he's lucky, if he's lucky, that's if he's lucky. You're right. Yeah. That's if he's lucky.
6: In terms of Llorente, is he good enough to go and play for another Premier League club? I mean, you know, c- c- could he go and... We've well, we got a Fulham fan outside. Would you want Fernando <laughs> Llorente in, uh, in, in in your starting level? You've got Alexander Mitrovic, but would yeah, Llorente that. do a job for you?
2: He, I don't think he would displace Mitrovic from the side but I mean anything's better than Abubakar Kamara off the bench that's <laughs> very true,
1: that's <laughs> very true. So uh, Even for, even Fulham wouldn't have him starting line up to be fair Aaron so that probably tells you, all, is, all, is, he, you is he not, is he not good
6: Hunter's enough, enough for the Premier League you know what I'm talking on, about is, he, is he good enough. enough for a top 8 top no, 10 no, team no no no, no,
1: no. Maybe West Ham. Oh no, sorry, you said top eight. <laughs> very good. Very good.
6: Um, yeah, so it looks like uh, Fernando Yorente may be saying bye bye to uh, to Wembley fairly soon enough. Um let's talk Harry Kane. Um and, and Ricky, you've posed a, a listener question. I believe I, I don't know who it's from, but is uh, it's to do with Harry Kane and, and, and becoming one of Spurs' greatest ever players.
7: Well, that's actually a thing that I wanted to bring to the table. We've got loads of listener questions here, so we'll definitely get around to answering some of these, hopefully after the break. But just on Ken I just wondered, Lee, I'll probably ask you this one. I mean, for me, if he stays at Spurs and you look at the amount of goals he's scoring and the ratio he's scoring them in, I think he's going to be our greatest ever player.
1: A hundred percent. I mean, thir- thirteen. Prim- uh, sorry, thirteen Champions in League in f- uh, goals in fourteen appearances already mm. in the Champions League. You know the, the ratio. To- I mean, I, I, in fact, I was uh, I was looking at and admiring, if I'm honest, um, Sergio Aguero uh, this week because uh, didn't he last weekend score 150 Premier League goals? I think yet. he's uh, the second fastest or whatever behind Alan Shearer. And I was just looking at mine, thinking, you no, know, fair play to him. Clap, clap. But Kane's going to take that right off you in, the, in literally probably what in the next season maybe. I mean, you know, he the rate of how he scores and what he's doing is utterly phenomenal, and the guy is uh, he's one of our own. You can't say any much more than that, can you? He's outstanding.
4: For me, it's it's a difficult one. He'll go on to be our great, certainly the greatest player that we'll have ever seen, possibly. But I think those that, that saw that double side will will never divert from mm. Dave McKay being our greatest player and mm. the, the likes of Danny Blanchflowers and those so you know f- football was entirely different era. I don't think you can ever compare one to the other and you know I was lucky enough to watch Glenn Oddle and I was lucky enough yeah, to yeah. see Diego Maradona play for Spurs yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah. you know he's, he's still got some way to go to be better no, than Diego uh,
1: actually just to, uh, just to pick on your point there Jase it is, it is a good one I mean it, it. I suppose it does depend in the end on who uh, if we win stuff or when we go on to win trophies and that sort of stuff because for for me in the modern era, he will be our greatest player in a sense of individual accolades. Uh, but actually, do you only get recognised as an absolute great like what, like Dave Mackay, when you're winning doubles and winning trophies and mm. you know and that kind of brings out all that debate back in as well. But you know, there's no there's no question that guy is utterly world class and and, and he's, we're lucky to have him.
7: But joy is about the game against PSV. You're looking for someone there in that last 10, 15 minutes to stand up be a leader, you know, make yourself counted, and that's what Kane does, You know, he, he kind of took that game by the scruff of the neck, in a game that we're like, we're going to lose 1-0, he's turned it on its head, and contrary to what maybe Jay thinks, we'll come on to it later, I still think we have a fighting chance, just, we're alive and yeah, kicking, yeah, yeah. we're yeah.
1: Al- alive and kicking. Uh, so, uh, just, again, just going back to that, that whole Kane thing, do you know what strike me, I don't know if uh, uh, our listeners agree, or, or you guys agree as well, is that, now when Kane scores, it's almost like, oh yeah, he, he scored. <laughs> Did you get what I mean? Like a couple of seasons ago, in the 16, 15, 16 mm. season, when Kane scored, you had the whole team running after him. Yeah. It was like, oh my! Uh, it was amazing. It was, amazing. but now it's kind of like, oh, it's just yeah, expected, just it? yeah, it's expe- just yes. expected. Totally yeah, it's just totally, expected. Yeah, it really is. And it wasn't a surprise that I, the PSV game for me was one of them games where I wasn't worried about winning because I knew that we would. Like I just knew that we would score. We, we had so much a uh, chance of the ball, and it was just inevitable that, that it was Kane that done it.
4: The surprise for him was that was the reaction to the goal that he wasn't trying to g everyone up to to say right come on let's go he was actually trying to calm everyone down he like we've now playing. got time yeah. we've got time don't don't panic balls don't just hit and hope balls yeah. let's play our way through you could see him calming everyone yeah. down and and don't, and don't,
1: that was important don't concede straight away after yeah, scoring that's another one isn't I it? mean
6: I had my question marks over over Harry Kane in the summer when he was sort of named England captain was was charged with leading the club but. After watching, you know, these tunnel cams and whatnot, mm. where you get a fascinating insight into things, I really like him. You really like him as a person. You think, you know, what he, he's a good leader.
7: He's just a lovely guy, and on and off the pitch, he's just such. He looks like such a sound guy. He's a family man. He's, you know, got got kids, doesn't he? Now and he's, got two, he's, yeah. he's married. And I just think, you look at Kane. He's just for me the perfect footballer. If you, if you, you know, eulogise and you look at someone who you want to kind of look up to, and you think a perfect footballer, Harry Kane just is that person.
1: Would you agree with that? well, with maybe Gazaniga's head, all right. Your eyes. Gazaniga's eyes. <laughs> Go on, Rick.
6: Chase, Chase will still be saying Dave Mackay, won't you? <laughs> <laughs> Dave, Dave Mackay
4: with a real role Eric, model, Eric the
6: Viking, pal. Eric the <laughs> Viking. At uh, 721, this is Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur fan show tonight. We're going to be asking your listener questions. Uh, get them in at Love Sport Radio on Twitter at Last Word on Spurs. We're going to be talking to uh, Michael Bridge, Sky Sports Journalist, at around half seven tonight. We've got the opposition view coming up with Rob Wallow from Football. London as well, talking all things Crystal Palace but we want to get you involved 0208 70 5, and we'll have some of your questions next love sports This tune has got a, has
1: got Lee with the old uh. pelvic
7: thrust. How much did we miss him in the in the studio dancing? The pelvic we've got, thrust. We've got
1: some, <laughs> got some pelvic thrust mixed in with a bit of shaky waking, you know? I
6: mean look, it's not quite Friday or Saturday night, but you know that's very very hot. It's getting a bit hot under the collar in it. Yeah it is mate. Uh, time for your list of questions.
7: Yes, let's, let's go for it. it. So we've
6: got, we've got a whole load in again, haven't we? We have. we have. Thank
7: you so much, guys, for getting into your questions yeah. to us every single week. So the question in for this week is from, I'm going to find it again, Jamie at Yoshi Swego says, Do you now think that Gazzaniga has shown his talent that he should be pushing for the first team? Maybe starting with the easier Premier League games to keep Hugo on his toes. Well, I think Gazzaniga's shown, is that he, that um, he's giving Hugo some real competition. I'm not too sure for me yet if he's ready to be an established number one. But, I mean, if he keeps up the form he's on at the moment, it's hard to kind of disagree that um, he'll keep on pushing Hugo for sure. And he's definitely going to be the club's now number two.
4: Yeah, I think so is he's, uh, he's established himself over Volm apparently threw a bit of a strop the other night I saw yeah, it. he's yeah. sitting saw on the bench so I heard he was fed up sitting yeah, on the bench right. and well you know you're sitting on the bench for a reason you're not good enough so that's that's why <laughs> um but yeah gazzanigos, gazzanigo's come in done, done what he was needed to do so apart from a cry turn that I didn't enjoy too much what? I have to oh. say yeah yeah that was was the didn't enjoy it. Hugo about it Hugo would never try that no well. he tried it in a World Cup final Hugo <laughs> <laughs> uh,
6: do you know what try I think we're missing eccentricity from keepers but that's the thing you know like back in the day Bruce the f- well forget that mate Schmikes Fabian Bartes was 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 key for it you know and <laughs> that's part of the reason I absolutely loved him is uh, oh, what's the big gone Jack it up a bit Lee wants to still dance Come on oh, don't, going. Don't, be dance shy, whenever, don't. don't be Thank shy Don't
1: be shy Bring it up a bit That's Ah oh, lovely the, the Fabian Bartes Fabian He, he Bartes. was just rubbish though wasn't
7: he? No he went Ian Walker uh, oh,
1: Ian Walker the would
7: smile When he conceded And just push his hair back a bit <laughs> What was that about?
1: Push his hair back a <laughs> but bit But why would you smile it's When you conceded? great goalkeeping see? Great goalkeeping He had
6: that terrible shirt That blue and orange striped one Hewlett Packard pony Do you remember
1: it? It was mate It's a bit like your trainers today son Look, we're all looking at it's like Ian Walker's shirt Sony, mate man. that is they weren't Pony but they looked like uh, Ian Walker's shirt Pony was the brownie let's get back to listeners questions we've got so many to get through so just having a quick look I've got a perfect one here uh, from Monroe at 1320 in Columbus is Sonny back in the starting 11 for good I always think uh, Tottenham is better off with him on the pitch um, I know what you think guys but I think again it's a nurturing piece because we've got another question in from, uh, uh, from, from Willie uh, hello Willie um, is that, is it Potts using Son sparingly because he looks excellent at the ball, but again it's that sparingly they're using him because he's, they're bringing him back in slowly as they can, and people say about depth of squad but we can afford to almost do that nowadays can't we guys, because we've got the Mora, uh, Lamella's being so fantastic Ericsson, Dele Alli coming back into the side, so I think sparingly and, and using Son, I want to see him in the starting level, he's good enough to be, but he just needs to probably get his fitness levels back
7: I agree. I think Sonny's just going through that form at the moment. He's still trying to find his feet. Let's not forget, he was away in those Asian games. I yeah, think y- it took, exactly. it took a lot of them, didn't he? Those Asian yeah, games.
4: I, I think emotionally and, and mentally as much as anything else. But uh, and he'll, he'll probably, he may well go again in January. Let's be fair. So uh, Because it's Asian Cup time. So we just need that Sonny to get again? back to so his consistent yeah Asian oh, Cup not blimey. Asian Games Asian Cup
1: blimey. this blimey. is a bit
4: more like the Euros for, for Asia rather yeah, yeah, than yeah, yeah. the Olympics for Asia type of thing but um, yeah he needs that consistency back but we saw a glimpses at it well more than glimpses at it at West Ham didn't we and we you did. thought that, that's the Sonny we want in the side exactly. strange thing at Wolves wasn't it came well, on in the second minute went off after what I, again, 60 but minutes he did but
1: again that was a fitness thing to keep him it, it that. Was. I think he got an assist again at Wolves as well didn't he I think he yeah. certainly Involved in as well, guns. so you know he's always in and around his energy. And look, all you got to do is get get a picture of him. I think I saw this on Twitter. Get a picture of Sonny smiling. It always makes you smile. It, it does
4: brighten up it my generally day. It does. It does Two winners against Palace. Day, yeah, yeah, Two it's, winners it's, against yeah. Palace with yeah. Palace to come at the weekend. I'm, so. I, I'm a listener
6: slash contributor, and I have a question. Can I still ask my question? You can.
1: Yeah, going.
6: <laughs> uh, what's the latest on Moussa Dembele's ankle it's January. It's January not good yeah, is not good did, January? He? Yeah, did no. not look good did he did not
1: look good I think he's out six weeks in yeah. back January it was definitely ligaments that were torn in the ankle so it's going to be a lot of work for, for Harry Winks to get through and uh, again I know uh, we're talking about listen- listeners questions but and we'll probably talk about uh, Winks here a bit later but he's even playing a deeper deeper line midfield role now isn't he because of the, the Wanyamas and the Eric Dyes have been out and now Dembele's out as well so, tough tough
4: spell step and up Moussa Sissoko well exactly it's a case of if people are tweeting out why is Moussa Sissoko playing and that's, that's the obvious reason um, I think we've got time for one more
6: question if you want
4: to ask one it more. yeah i got one, one from Mark Butcher here thought the better team deserved the win especially after what happened in Holland my issue is fullbacks. how they've become a real issue of concern with costing us goals and unsettling the central defenders and also they can't cross a ball the whole game right, um, I, I saw Ricky's tweet about that the other day about the full
7: yeah, I mean, like I said, I made my point there. I just don't think Spurs have ever progressed from when we had Danny Rose in that 15-16 season and Kyle Walker. I know Kyle Walker had a brain fart. Do you know the reason why Lee's smiling? I definitely remember it's your first show you ever did with me, Lee. Mm. You said about Walker. Do you remember me saying you were concerned about him going and how we're going to fill that void? And here we are, two, three seasons on. Yeah. We still haven't, voided, we still haven't filled the
4: void, Jase, have we? No, not at all. And every single one of our full backs is a problem. I mean... Tripp's display at Wolves was, was absolutely disgraceful, despite his assist. Aurier, I mean, he, he had one of those brain moments, didn't he, where he d- decided he'd allow the ball to go out for a corner. Just, just <laughs> thought... Aurier! Th- he also tried a nutmeg on a defender on the edge of the box, but got away with it. But uh, yeah, the quality of crossing from from him, and yet, all right, we eventually score from Davis's cross. But none of our four fullbacks are anywhere near good enough for what we what we really need them to be. And I mean, the, the best pair for me at the moment is Robertson and Alexander Arnold, who both look terrific fullbacks. Hey, nothing wrong with the veterans club of Valencia and Young. <laughs>
1: <laughs> just, just it's it's really weird actually on the fullbacks in because I've got a bit of a theory. It's not just on the fullbacks, but when we when we look at Potocino, and we've we've constantly said this before. On this show and on the pod as well, and we've talked about it through, through, through Twitter listeners' questions about the, the ability for Pochino to get the best fullbacks, turn Ben Davis into you know a, a fantastic fullback. If you actually look at Ben Davis's stats, they're very, very strong, very strong, even from this season as well. And actually, Poch came out this week and talked about how well Ben Davis has a- actually played. Um, I, I think he's obviously trying to protect the player there, but my theory is this. In the games that we've played This might be and This might be a shock to, 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 uh, to you guys And the listeners We've only actually played The same back five Or the same personnel In the back five Once That's a problem though isn't That, that is, is the problem, problem. It yeah, is it's constant It's not The consistency 100% You know Think about this We've now got Toby and Davison Playing together None of them Are left-sided centre-backs mm. That is going to have An unbalancing situation With, with either of your full-backs T- You know so, Sorry You've got Trippier Who's been brilliant Last year Got into England squad. That sort of stuff. Blah 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 blah. Playing alongside somebody different to who he's now playing alongside. The whole season last year was playing alongside Davison. So, uh, and all of a sudden now Davison uh, is moved across. Yan, the left-sided centre-backs injured. You have got Davis coming in, who's who's been uncertain. There's been so many changes. We've had, I've said it before and on the show. Now throwing different goalkeepers. And now we're throwing different goalkeepers, Jace. We've had three different Breaking goalkeepers constantly. constantly so, yeah. So, so, when you look at that as a defensive unit, that has to be something to do with it. consistently Consistency, confidence—it's the, it's the two C's here. We we'll think of another one, but you know, it is, it is a—you know—it is a consistent piece. If we can get the guys back fit, then the, and, and getting them playing in the right way, he's switched from a, a back four to a back three. The fullback—you know—you could argue that Trippier suits a uh, um, uh, 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 playing with a back three because ultimately you don't have to defend, and we don't want him to defend. You know, we talk about Aure not being able to cross. We can't have it both ways because when Trippier's is on the ball, he can cross fantastically. I mean, the ball that you put in for Mora. Moore's at the um, at the weekend was absolutely outstanding. Um, so you know you look at all of them factors, and that that's the reason why I think it's not just an individual; it's a collective.
6: I this is such an outside I think to say, um, and you, you may disagree, you, you may agree with me. If they get relegated, and I think they will. Uh, I'd go for i go for Bertrand at Southampton. It's a good
7: yeah, I agree. Really like good, good fallback. Yeah, Sonic Southampton. I think he's, he's
6: the best of, a, of of what is a really really poor bunch they binned off Les Reed today. did you hear that Southampton really, really? they binned off really? Les Regis. Wow. So so and, and I think that's, that's got nothing to do with him I think it's got to do with the, the, the Chinese owners there who, mm. who haven't got a clue what they are doing uh, wow. we are going to be talking next to Michael Bridge Sky Sports as he joins us next on Love Sport Radio on your Tottenham Hotspur Fan Show
0: this it's Love Sport.
6: Yeah, this is Love Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs. Let's cross over and talk to now Sky sports journalist Michael Bridge. Michael, good evening. Good evening. How are you, pal? You well?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm very good, thank you. How are
6: you? Yeah, not bad, not bad. I'm here with uh, Ricky, Jace, and Lee. They um,
1: doing, Mike, you right? Oh, Mike. Oh, no, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
6: sorry, mate. Sorry, I've, I've chucked you right in it. Uh, first really and foremost, <laughs> l- let's let's talk about the win against PSV. Spurs showing that you know they can win, win, win ugly. If you like, they can they can grit down and and, and grab a result uh, at the death if need be.
8: I think they've won ugly all season you know it's, it's the Spurs who've not really seen they've not um, someone asked me in the week who's my player of the year so far and I'm scratching my head to be honest so um, you know they're not playing brilliant on the pitch but they're getting results um, it was a must win game against PSV the real killer for me was when Inter scored so it it, it, it it killed my enthusiasm so when Harry Kane scored I wouldn't wasn't cheering as much as I would have done but even so it was a good comeback it's a difficult game because P.S.V. got the got the early goal, um, and it's it's funny really. They they dominated P.S.V. for both games, and they've only got one extra goal to show for it. So, uh, you know, I'm looking at this Champions League campaign with huge frustration. It, there's a, there's, a, there's some excitement going into the last two games. Sure, got, they know what they've got to do now, but it will be one of the the great stories if Spurs can pull it off because it's it's a real tough ask.
7: Got watching Mike Ricky. How you doing? You well. Hello, mate. Hello. Yeah, good, mate. Thank you. Good, good. Mike, what do you make of our start into games in the Champions League? We just seem to not be there at the ready in terms of switching off. Do you think. What do you put it down to? Because you think players from going at the kickoff, that should be where they're most clued up and switched on. Yeah, it seems to
8: be the start on Esna, doesn't it? Because, like, Inter Milan, um, if we were at the Inter Milan game, I was really taken aback by the crowd because. They've had poor crowds over the last mm-hmm. few years in Milan and they had a full house for that game and they're really up for it, which I think we were taken aback by that. And it was the last few minutes at PSV and Inter that really annoyed me. Um, do you know what? At the moment, it's tough because when you're in the Europa League, you play Thursday, Sunday. So the, Thursday seems to be, sorry, the Sunday seems to be the real slog and players need to wake up. We seem to have it on the other way around in the Champions League that we've just played like, a real tough Saturday match and then we can get a Tuesday game and they do come along so quick. And, you know, the squad is stretching. The injuries are coming on now. There's been a lot of injuries, a lot of tired players. And it's just been, a, it's just been one of those campaigns so far. I, I don't think there's anything too much to worry about in the sense of slow starts in the, in the Champions League. I just think there's, there's been errors throughout the season so far. And I just think in the Champions League, you, you, you don't get away with them as much as you do in the Premier League. Because in the Premier League... Six is really pulling
7: away now. Like, like I think I said to you, you and the guys a, a few months back. Did yeah on the show, mate. Yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah,
4: Chase what do you think? Yeah, just you know, but it is, isn't it? It's one minute v Barcelona, one minute v PSV. Don't forget, Liverpool scored inside a minute against mm. us at Wembley, but it was just about ruled off for offside. City were what, one nil up in what four minutes. That's right. Yeah, we saw it last year, didn't we? Uve in the in the game in Turin were scored in the opening minute. I think Sane hit the post in the opening minute at Wembley last season. I mean, you know, for one minute, it's it's ridiculous how we're we seemingly so open in that very first minute of games, and okay, this is my corner, but the fact that we were open straight up down the side and concede a corner in the first minute. We're, we're instantly on the back foot and, you know, that shouldn't be happening, that's for sure.
7: Would you make, Mike, you know the full-backs at the moment, I, don't know if you, I, I tweeted a couple of days ago that, for me I don't think Spurs have actually ever kind of recovered from losing that Danny Rose of 15-16. Obviously we hope he can get back to those standards and obviously Kyle Walker. What, what do you make of the current fullback situation at Spurs? Would that be an area that you hope the club may look to improve in the upcoming windows?
8: Absolutely, yeah. I mean, when you lose the Rose and Walker of those years, I mean, I mean, if you're Walker, Toby, Jan Rotong and Danny Rose, it's, it's, you'd say Championship winning back four. It. it was so good. You can see why we we went so close with that back four. And you know, I, I don't want to pick on. I hate picking on individuals. I really do because I think they're all so likable. But let's no one no one should be comparing Kieran Trippier and Carl and, and Walker. I mean, I mean, Kieran's had a Bad month, I think. Uh, And it's hard because now he's back in the England squad. And again, no rest. No rest. Eric Dyer's in today, I noticed. No rest. Deli Ali, no rest. And I'm I'm getting a bit concerned now. Uh, And while I'm proud of these players, I I do wonder whether Sir Alex Ferguson would accept this. I mean, it's it's a wait and see job granted because you never know, you know, the likes of um, Eric Dyer and Deli might have to pull out this week. But I'm starting to get a bit concerned about these games. Uh, Kieran Trippi is making mistakes. He's really poor at Wolves. I, yeah, for, it's unfair he got Chris I'd probably blame Kieran for the first penalty incident. Mm. Yeah. And then Manchester yeah. City, he was no man's land. I, just The problem we've got as well is that I can't look at Serge Orient just stick him in for a few games because <laughs> he worries me. <laughs> Carl Walker-Peters is very consistent. But I, at the end of the day, Maurizio sees them a lot more than mm-hmm. us. So I can't yep. say it's a disgrace that Carl Walker-Peters isn't starting in certain games because I don't see him in training. He might be doing things that, where Poch said, that guy isn't ready yet. So I can't sit here and say he has to start playing. But it is becoming a bit of a concern. And it's a, last season, last game of the season, it was a bit of a crazy game, admittedly. But on that Wembley pitch, you saw, that, you saw the bit of the old Danny Rose in that game. That was mm. a Danny Rose saying, I've got a World Cup coming up. He was absolutely outstanding, and in our system, and in any system now, you need a, a rapid fallback. So that is somewhere I would. I mean, as I said before, to you, Ricky, mm. central midfield—they should have got. Yeah. They should have sorted sure, that out somewhere. They didn't. Mm. They're they bound to do it again because I wouldn't surprise me if Dembele's played his last game for the club. I, I, I'll go that. I'll go that far really? because that, that's a bad injury, um, and you don't know what might happen in January. But the fallback system doesn't. Situation does need to be addressed. It's remarkable how well we do, really, when we when we lose players like Walker.
7: We don't give Posh enough credit, do we, sometimes, Mike, for how he's coping no. with his squad under the pressure he's no. under? No stadium, multiple injuries, players back from a World Cup. It's incredible, isn't it, the job he's doing?
8: I said, I think I said I've been saying to people as well. If they get in the top four this season. It's arguably better than when they finished third last season at Wembley and even second the year before. The uncertainty. I, it's amazing. You know, it, it sounds as if we're in a crisis when you listen to <laughs> it's it. To cra- it's crazy, doesn't it? Like, it really yeah. does. It but, yeah. feels like. Yeah, and the club, the club are fourth at the moment. Now, admittedly, I know I, I, I did think everyone went a bit over the top on Arsenal's wins, but on the flip side, they probably would have lost one or two last season. They've got that energy back. They've got a bit of drive back, which is fine. So, they are a contender. People wrote off Man U the other week after losing to West Ham. Nonsense. They'll be in with it. So, it's tough for Spurs I, I know people are divided about the Europa League, but I do think if Tottenham come third, which I think they will in the Champions League, if I'm being realistic, mm. that means there's a lot of games after Christmas. <laughs> and I do wonder, because uh, I want to see Tottenham, <laughs> forgetting that poster which has gone round all, all London, <laughs> I do want to see Tottenham playing in that new stadium in the Champions League. I don't want to see him play FC Spartak blogger. blogger Dynamo next Donuts. Year. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so... <laughs> I want, hey, I mean, Spartak
6: I want, are giving Rangers a good game tonight. I'll have you know, pal.
8: Well, <laughs> I, I am actually watching that game, yeah. So, I mean, so the top, the, I would like to see Spurs in the Champions League. I know there's been a trophy, a trophy route. I just think, at the moment, I'm being realistic. I think the Europa League campaign for Tottenham this season could really stretch them, and it might have a detrimental effect on the league. Okay, that's just my opinion. People want to yeah. go for everything. That's fine. That's, that's your opinion. But after Christmas, the games come thick and fast and Spurs also have a tendency to draw with every league two side under yeah. the sun which <laughs> results in a bloody replay. So it's going to be a
1: watchable baby. Tough
8: post. <laughs> so yeah, Newport exactly. so it could be it could be a tough 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 uh, second half of the season. But it, that's me look I'm going look I'm, I'm going gloomy again. No, nah, you be don't be mean to Mike. We know what you, you know, mean. I, you know, yeah. yeah. I mean I'm still proud of them, you know and it's been good so far. Given what everything what we have to endure
1: on- online, you'd think the sixteenth, wouldn't I you? Know, co- I know. Well, I that's online Mike, Aidan, it's Lee <laughs> here, mate. How are you? Hi mate, yeah good yeah, thank you good, good. I just want to pick up on the point you mentioned about the full and stuff like that I just said uh, on air just before you came on about kind of how many times this season I know we're talking kind of Champions League as well But in the Premier League alone we, we, He's actually only fielded the same combination of a back four stroke five once Every other time mm-hmm. it's been changed because of all of the points you've just made So so do you think that's having a knock on effect on the full backs um, uh, performances as well? I, I, I think so. I think, you know, you, Every def- I think more, more than any position,
8: if you want to get a rhythm, it'll be at the back. Mm. Um, you know, we've been unlucky. Vertonghen's out. I think everyone forgets sometimes get how good and consistent Jan Vertonghen is when we've gone through the whole Toby situation the last few years. Toby, when fit, for me, is the best. But Jan Vertonghen, in all the years he's been at Tottenham, has, has rarely ever made a mistake. And maybe we've, we've not really appreciated him enough at Tottenham and how good he actually is because... As much as I like David Sanchez, and we know Poch does, there's still a little ricket in him, which is understandable. So if, you know, <laughs> Wolves, when he
1: come right. on Wolves last weekend, for for example, yeah, I mean that exactly. could have been another penalty, couldn't it? Yeah, but see, so, uh, I, I, me personally, I'm not, I'm never keen on bringing on defenders late in the
8: game. I think it takes them a long yeah, time to warm uh, up. I agree, but that's just my opinion. No,
1: so. I, I I agree with that. And and the point you make about Yan um, uh, is well, I mean we we've said so many times the Rolls Royce of a defender. And actually, when uh, when you pick out the the back four that you mentioned before with Danny Rose and uh, Walker with Jan and Toby at the back, I think we had the best defensive record in the Premier League that year I, I think from, from, from memory when, when you look at Jan last year he started to step out so much more as well and kind of read the game he was on the front foot I remember actually watching it on m um, and I think it was the last season season before and, and Carragher done a big uh, big piece on how Jan was always kind of on the front foot rather than being on the back foot in this, in the uh, as a central defender and, and half make a difference and actually now we've lost him and we've lost that element of it as well Toby's playing in an area that you don't really want to play in on the left-hand side or on the right-hand side because of we haven't got a left-sided central defender. So that's going to have to um, be compensated on the full-back side I've, of the Well,
4: the other thing I've always said about Jan is that he knows where to make a foul. Yeah, He's, that's true, it's, actually. It's He's, part of yeah. his game that, that nobody really picks game up Game management on, but, we talk about. But he knows where yeah. and when he can make a foul and get away with it and just break the rhythm up. And, you know, that's been called into question... Uh, not question, hasn't it? It's been the subject of discussion with Fernandinho.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, I, d- I
4: think
8: it's also worth mentioning as well the fact that Spurs have played with three different goalkeepers this season. Yeah, we yeah, do, yeah, 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 exactly, Under Pochettino, you know, he likes his goalkeeper to, to play with the ball at the back. Now, as much as I love Gazzaniga, he doesn't really seem too confident yet playing the ball at the back. Well about Cruyff's turn, he-
7: Mike? You don't enjoy that?
8: Ah, yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fantastic. That's, that, that's a gift all day long, isn't it? <laughs> but I mean, that, but he, he is getting used to that system as well. Um, the fans love him and I, you know we, no, no surprise he's done fantastic but they are used to Hugo Lloris so if you change your goalkeeper as well again the defence they just they get having to get used to this the, the, a new goalkeeper at the back yeah, so again I don't want to be too critical of any individual because it is tough and then and you're trying to work out a system on the training field but you're playing Saturday you, you, you either have a warm down Sunday or you have a rest then on the Monday you might be flying to Italy or, or, or Holland so it is tough Um so I, I say I don't want to be overly critical, but and in and in fact I I I give them full credit for the way that they sit in the League Cup. Um mm. they had a fighting chance in the Champions League, they've had a few errors and, and in, in the Premier League they've been pretty consistent.
1: Mike,
6: looking ahead to the game at the uh, the weekend Crystal Palace at Selhurst Park, is that a potential banana skin in your uh, in your opinion or do you expect Spurs to be beating them uh, pretty convincingly? <sighs>
8: I think it's a really, really tough game. Uh, I mean, I, I do a lot of work for Crystal Palace, uh, for Sky, and, uh, you know, I go down there quite a lot. Now, the only thing I, I think I'll be in Tottenham's favour, like, Palace fans have got a dispute with the club at the moment. Do like, you remember they have that sort of singing section where it's a bit like the Bundesliga, where they just stand up and down? The bow. Holmesdale
6: fanatics.
8: Bit, yeah, that's the one. That, that's gone this season. And, and I'm not saying that that is the reason, but like, Palace, First Park's been really quiet this season, which I'm not used to. Um, and their ho- home form's been poor The things I'd say about Crystal Palace They lack a real striker Benteke's still injured Soloff isn't good enough And they're really over-reliant on Wilfred Zaha. If Tottenham keep Wilfred Zaha quiet Tottenham win that's, that's, that's how much I rate Wilfred Zaha. Um, but it's a tough game It's, a, it's, it's on a TV for a reason It's a Saturday night game They'll be up for it So it, it's a tough game It's under However, the lights,
1: isn't it, Mike, to be fair And that's one oh, of the yeah. things Under the lights yeah, exactly. at Selhurst Park's ev- tough
8: ev- ev- Everyone will love to go, everyone loves to sort of, like you know, everyone's been to the pub, had a few drinks, it, yeah, you know, and Tottenham will do very well to get three points. A scrappy win will do me. But what, I was, it sort of goes back to my point earlier. It's like Hugo hasn't
4: you
8: know, been top, there. Top, <laughs> I was top, Tottenham have won 11 and lost, uh, sorry, one eight and lost three. Yeah, I'm sort of fighting between fourth and fifth. A few years ago, that would be sort of maybe
1: in second place. So,
8: you know, even if you draw that game, you drop points. It's remarkable. I just, I, I,
1: so, j- can I just interact with you there? Just, quick, just, quick, I know, I know, I know. We've run out of time a little bit, but uh, just on that, on on how must Liverpool be thinking? Because they're unbeaten and they are playing the football their lives, and they're going to win the league, and they won it, you know, a month ago, or whatever as everyone says, or yeah. whatever it might be. Yet they're yeah. still way behind, if you like, Man City and what they're doing. It's mm. just incredible. Man City go just crush mm. teams. It's and mental, yet, isn't it?
4: And yet they've lost two of their Champions League four games, and they're top of the group. <laughs> it's just
1: weird. We love football.
6: Yeah, we all do. Uh, Michael, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us this evening. By Michael Bridges, pleasure. Sky Sports journalist, there with us. Cheers, Mike. On Cheers, Love Mike. sport radio, ten to eight. We'll be back with more Spurs next. And we've got a question off of Twitter. I'm sure we'll be uh, we'll be happy to talk about next. Love sports. Yeah, good evening. This is Love Sport Radio with your uh, London football franchise. Chelsea have beaten Bate Borisov away in Minsk this evening by a goal to nail. Olivia Giroud with the uh, the goal for Chelsea and Maurizio Sarri keeps on rolling, uh, doesn't he? what do, do you think he's done? He's done right, is not he?
7: Doing very well there. Yeah, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, I think at the start of the season, I didn't actually see Chelsea being... You know, a, a potent threat, to speak, I'll be god be the way that sorry has got in there. He's been incredible. And Chelsea are going to be up there towards the end of the but season.
6: I thought he'd be gone by Christmas, if I'm honest.
1: <laughs> really? Yeah. Yeah, generally, generally.
6: I swear. I swear really? I thought I'd be gone by, he'd be gone by Christmas. I thought he was, he was going to be really, really poor. Uh, let's look ahead to the game at the Emirates. Arsenal taking on, Sporting Lisbon. And uh, Petr Cech returns in goal for the Gunners and captain to side. Uh, Emil Smith-Rowe makes his fifth appearance for Arsenal. He scored twice in his first four. Uh, Aubameyang is on the bench. And Quates... Do you remember Sebastian Quates? Or Coates? Oh, He's played for Liverpool. Centre-half. Centre-half. Yeah. No mobility quarters. Uh, him, he starts for Sporting Lisbon, as does Nanny. Nanny. He scored a banger or two against Spurs, didn't he? Uh, no.
4: Nah, he got he that dodgy ex- free kick, didn't he? No, yeah. no, no, right. no, 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 no. He took that free kick. was that <laughs> they 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 was they was one kick.
6: at Old Trafford, I think, in his second or third game. United had not won for That's about right. three games. And he picks the ball up, turns around. I think it must have... I can't remember who was in the midfield for Spurs. Um it might have even been like something like Luca Modric or something like that yeah. he's picked it up turned it around him and lummoxed it home from about yeah. 40 yards I, out
4: I remember him taking air free kick and scoring
6: yeah he's going to do a backflip as
1: well afterwards yeah. was like, no. he always does a backflip didn't yeah, he? yeah
6: capoeira he's a, he's, a, he's a master of capoeira apparently really? uh, but yeah Nanny starts for Sporting Lisbon this evening Arsenal make nine changes we'll keep you up to date with everything that goes on there Rangers have lost tonight as well they've lost uh, by four goals to three Don Betts is not happy outside he's a big Rangers fan our producer tonight so yeah, we'll keep you up to date with everything that goes on in the Europa League. We've got three or so minutes. Have we got time for a quick question? Yeah, come we've on, got let's... one on Twitter. Do you want to use that one, or do you want to go to one?
7: Go uh, to your Twitter let's get go on. one. Let's another one. Rich
6: Ryan it. has tweeted in that last sport radio. Our last word on Spurs saying, listening from the states. Love the show and love the pod. Thank you very much, Rich, for that. With midfield injury slash lack of form, Poch put together a very aggressive eleven, and they were fantastic. Beyond the back four, do you want to see this type of lineup in big matches going forward?
7: I do, but I think that also has to be a certain. It's got to be a certain way that you style the team because, I mean, let's be honest, Jase. That was probably the most attacking lineups I can remember. Under Pochettino, it was we had was it five attackers on the pitch. You yeah, have but, to style your team just also on the basis of what the opposition are gonna give you because if you're playing I don't know, like a Liverpool, I don't think you could go as well, attacking as that.
4: Well you gotta think number one it was must win game. Yep. And number two, Dyer's not available, Wanyama's not available. Yep. You know, you were pretty much down to that has to be the starting <laughs> line. The only choice was whether you'd have played Lamella or and left Sonoma off. But other than that, you know, what, what really options were you had Oliver Skip on the bench. So that's right, Yeah. So you know it was part forced on him that selection, anyway.
1: Uh, look, I think the, the whole attacking piece, I quite like it. Remember, when, remember, let's reminisce for a little while. Remember when we had like five up top with uh, with Ozzy Ardiles I was as was the saying, manager? Was, like, was seven it the famous seven five? Can we can we can we name them? Top? We had Sheridan and and Bambi, Demetrescu, and uh, come on, come on, Anderton. To me, it was. Dimitrescu. It was them 5 Jonathan Barnby,
4: Dimitrescu, and Klinsman. Pa- oh, Klinsman. Oh, Klinsman. Oh,
1: Klinsman, yeah, of Klinsman. course. Popescu was in there, wasn't he? In a, in a holding midfield type role. Um, you know, go all out attack. I mean, I think, yeah, you know, uh, that's what uh, it, it's a difficult one because everyone talks about le- le- um, lack of squad depth and so on and so forth. When, when everybody fit, and I know they're not, and when everybody's ready to go on song, mm-hmm. who do you actually do play? You know, you've got, you have got competition places. You're Soko now getting game time, he and he's showing some flashes of you know why why we bought him for thirty million quid. There's there's some good play. We've got some really good players in our squad. I think we haven't mentioned Harry
7: Winks. Another great performance, and Winks is showing, as we've said on numerous times on this show, that I think now. Regular run of games. Look what he's doing for him. He's a, going to be a top top player for Spurs, and I think yeah, he's going to be pivotal to us in that central midfield for hopefully years to come.
1: We, we was on the show a couple of weeks back, weren't we? Were talking about Harry Winks, mm. and we weren't quite sure about. Uh, I think Jay sort of said, you know, we need to run a, a, a run, run of games. He's going games, and he's now getting the run of games. My only thing that I would worry about is is he getting too many games <laughs> because obviously I, I know it's a, I know I don't want to be um, uh, contradicting ourselves, but ultimately because he's had such injuries, you just want to nurse him a little bit more. But he's having to play it.
6: Yeah, plenty more to come in the next hour. We're going to be talking to Rob Warlow of Football. Plus, talking about that uh, Lucas Mora incident. Is Lucas Mora wasn't it? Well, Lamella. Lamella, excuse me. Uh, I mean, okay. it
7: wasn't bring, It was an incident bringing Mora off, but Lamella with a nudge. There yeah. you go.
6: The Eric Lamella incident, not as bad as Sergio Ramos. there
7: <laughs> Love Sport.
0: Five five eight a.m.
6: A- approaching eight o'clock across the country. You tell me what what.
1: I was going to say, well, we're talking about the um, the Christmas party, weren't we? Yeah, not? I know. Christmas jumpers, Christmas jumpers, songs, and um, Lee's y- dancing.
6: Do you know what? I think we should have a piano and everyone should sing football songs
1: around the piano. Yeah, can you play a piano? No, I wish I could. Chopsticks? No, come on.
7: We're not singing Spurs going to Wembley. God, I'm sick of it. Oh, we'll have that after the break, won't we? We're not, are we? We'll we'll, we'll have a nice Spurs. No more Wembley, after. please.
0: On 558 AM, online, on your smart speaker, and on digital radio. This is Love Sport. They dare to do, and the Lily Whites are going to score on you. They're no angels, but this season, Harry and the boys are going for gold. From White Hart Lane to Wembley, Spurs will always be North London's finest. It's the Tottenham Hotspurs fans' show on Love Sport. It's
2: a grand old team to play for, but it's a grand old team to see, and if you know the history, it's enough to make your heart go.
6: Just put a brilliant Snapchat up on, uh, on, on 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 my Snapchat on Snapchat, funny. Yeah, enough. just uh, just a, it's, it's just a video of um, win the cup, win. The, that's my favourite bit. Uh, it's it's just a, a video of Lee doing his. I'm
1: I'm gonna call it. <sighs> I'm out of breath now after that dancing. I'm not
6: gonna say it's quite exotic dancing. Not exotic, mate. But um, I've just put this geezer on the Apprentice. Alan Sugar wants a refund. <laughs>
1: Well, is, is Snapchat the thing Where somebody looks at it For 10 seconds And it disappears Yeah but it's on my story So it's on there for a day Oh uh, mate A whole day I don't mind got you, got can, you can have it on For a year or yeah. uh, How many <laughs> you got 10, 15 followers Quite a few on there mate yeah, Quite so a few on the old good, Snapchat Good I've never, I've never used Snapchat Generally Generally I get, It It frightens me
7: I'm the same as Leo I've got to be honest I've never really warmed to that No The whole I'm, 10 I'm, second Disappearing no, I'm, I'm
6: a big snapper mate Yeah I'm a big I was,
1: All sorts It just smacks to me As somebody who would you uh, know, when you
4: Tinder as well you big big Tinder Tinder <laughs> We've gone from Snapchat to
1: Tinder. <laughs> well, I'm just thinking, the old Snapchat thing. Surely, if it disappears after ten seconds, whatever you're posting's wrong, right? Surely, because it disappears. Do you but know what? i, I That's how the, it must have come cr- about. I surely. created a viral video.
6: Really? I, I had a video that I took on Snap and it actually went viral. It got me into a load some of trouble with family. Oh, uh, um, no. Some of my family won't talk to me for a bit. To be fair, they overreacted because it was actually, it was a hilarious video. It got some like 1.2, 1.3 million views on Facebook. Nice. Yeah. Cool, I've got a few pals who, who know where to put it in the right place. <laughs> and, and it got swarmed on and they literally found it and they went absolutely, it was about two years ago now, but it was a brilliant video. And I, I recorded that on Snapchat. And I'm going to have a look at it. I'm going to check I'll, it out. I'll show you, I'll show. show you the video it's Absolutely I'm brilliant! I'm going to check it out. It's, it's it's absolutely brilliant. This is your Tottenham Hotspur fan show on Love Sport Radio with Last Word on Spurs. Ricky, Jace, and the dancer uh, Lee McQueen are in tonight. No sign of JD from uh, Jamie from from Daily Hotspur. Um, he'll be
1: back soon. He'll, wrote, be, he'll be tuning tape. in as he, well. He's, he's hot oh, spurring somewhere. Yeah, he's he Spurs daily. Doesn't he? He is the man. Um, plenty
6: man. to talk about this evening. We're going to look ahead to the game against Crystal Palace. Let's talk about that. Eric Lamella elbow, uh, a trailing elbow. He, he, he where was he I mean, wasn't even trading out but there was an intent in there, exactly what we do, um, yeah. right is it is it better or worse? higher or lower than Sergio Ramos I feel like Bruce nothing
4: can be <laughs> Sergio
7: no I think Ramos. it's lower than Sergio but I mean God, do you know what? the thing with Lamella is I know we can't swear on this station so I do try my best but I love having a bit of a dirty beep in the team I think that's what spurs sometimes that we've missed beep housery be palsy yeah. I love it. I yeah. absolutely love dire it. Dyer and Lamella. I mean, I, I, I love that side of Lamella's game. He plays it on the edge, and it's funny when we showed that on our um Twitter hand Twitter handle, it kind of kind of got like a mixed reaction. Some people were saying, "Well, no, I, I, we don't want to see that side of Lamella because he could cost us a game." But then I think <sighs> I love that side of him. I don't know what you think, Jace.
4: Depends. Depends where and when you do it under the circumstances, doesn't it? Um, I mean Ramos is Ramos is your number one for that and I'd I'd love Sergio yeah. Ramos in a Spurs shirt, so it would be hard for me to criticise Lamella for doing it when I'd absolutely love to see Ramos in a Spurs shirt. But uh I think it was just a, a little dig to try and get a reaction and maybe but had the PSG bloke gone down it might have cost us more than mm. than it did. I think he was hoping for a for a bit of um retaliation, but fortunately the bloke didn't go down I, under it.
6: I've but. always been a fan of you know these players who are like little dogs they'll just nip at your heels right yeah, now that's a labella, But, but yeah. right, right, right now don't for example mind. my favourite player for about 2-3 for about years has been Ander Herrera and, and every him. every time I say it everyone's like I can't stand him I'm like exactly he's the one yeah. you love to hate so I want to know over, over the years your favourite Spurs player like that You know who's the one that everyone else loved to hate Tim Sherwood maybe oh, back God.
7: in the oh, no, I mean, God. I'm, I'm more on the hate rather than love with Tim Sherwood uh, Toreico,
1: I love Toreico. Oh yeah, he was. Yeah, Tariko he... could do it. That's for sure. What about? Uh, what about? Um, it was nothing to do with uh, little yappy dogs at people's heels. But what about Timothy Tuba? Oh. <laughs> he, he, he the could the bow after he, Newcastle away goals. remember that Lee <laughs> the Newcastle away It was uh, like, thanks after he could bow after doing a quick turn in his own box like Kieran <laughs> did the other week, the week fact you know what I mean he
6: had an, alter- an alternative spelling to Timothy as well
1: he, oh he totally did <laughs> Timothy. Totally Timothy. yeah Timothy. Timothy. Thimothée Atuba but yeah i mean uh snapping at people's heels i mean look there's a there's a folk hero of snapping at heels and that's uh stefan foind is not it? he always used Gosh, to, like, just is. run about and He's get off the people what, a, what, a, what an ironic Freundin. name
6: as well stefan foind yeah, well foind yeah because foind in german is frightened oh, really well yeah you can tell you've done german <laughs> S- something like that
2: mate something
1: <laughs>
6: something <laughs> yeah, like that something yeah like that. So, something like that uh what, what about eric edmund Oh,
4: what a goal against Liverpool.
7: Oh,
1: that oh, goal, that what goal. a that, goal. That is an outrageous goal. He's not shooting from there, is he? Yep. Yes, he Eric,
4: is. Eric Edmond's best performance at YR Lane was mm. when Jermaine Defoe ripped him about what four or five times in the 9-1 game. That's right, yeah. Every single yeah, goal went did. straight through Eric Edmund, did, straight yeah. down the side of him. scored so five that day, didn't that he? Was, that was a best best performance for,
6: for Tottenham by Eric Edmond of White Hart Lane that was when the camera angle was so tight you know down the touch lines as well it literally looked at like you were on top it was like a bird's eye view like the play, it Used to always, I, I remember watching that camera angle with Aaron Lennon especially because the camera would make you know as he sort of his centre of gravity was so, lo- so low he'd be going one way then another like dropping the shoulder and the camera would just be making this funny movement you're like Get a bit tripping, <laughs> you
2: know what's going on. It, you yeah,
6: know, yeah. just following the way Lennon's going. But yeah, uh, we'd like to know if if you want to tweet him in tonight, you want to tweet him in for next week's show, whatever you want to do. Um, your favourite players that other people love to hate so mine of course and herrera uh we've had a uh, thimothe a uh, tuba
1: i think deli i think deli ali is one of them actually is it right now? For, stupid into, what, for other people that. i don't know i mean well you're, you know you're you're not a spurs fan for example so i mean does deli ali annoy you because of yeah some... because he come
6: through he come through a franchise academy
1: yeah yeah so for That's you the only quite... reason he annoys me so, but you love to hate him <laughs> not... is that the player's fault though
6: yeah, it's his parents' fault for living
1: there. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> <laughs> He's the talent, though. His we love you know him. Right, That's his point I'm making.
6: It's his parents' fault for buying, for, for, for buying a new build in Milton Keynes. That's what it is.
7: Oh, uh, just before we do move on, we've got to just have a quick round-up. If we actually do believe we can generally qualify still. Jace, what do you no. think? No. No. You, you want Europa League? I think we discussed
4: this other week. Europa League, then? I'd sooner win the Europa League than the FA Cup, is mm, what I said. Yeah. But um, I mean, you know, who saw Man United winning last night with with a couple of minutes That's to it, go? Yeah. So I mean, there's a there's a slim slim chance. But I get the feeling we could go to Barcelona and win four 0 and then Inter all score their fifth goal against PSV in the oh, 96th so minute, and still knock us out. That, so, so it's one of it? isn't that'd it? Yeah.
1: What do you think, Lee? I did um, I did listen to obviously the pod this week, um, and I did agree with you, Jace, actually about the whole Europa League versus uh, FA Cup piece, and I didn't ever think that I would, but I actually I thought you made a really good point there about about the kind of prestige of the of of the cups and and actually getting the trophy and doing that. Having said that, look I'm a nightmare, you know me by now and all the listeners you know me by Of course we can do it. We can absolutely do it. The the fat lady is not singing yet, right? And mathematically it is still possible. And do you know what? In the season that we've had it it wouldn't surprise me if we just, you know, lose at Wembley to Inter Milan fifteen 0 But it also wouldn't surprise me if we go and beat Barcelona in the new camp and qualify. It just, it just wouldn't surprise me. And so I think, you know, yeah, why not? Why, why not? It would be our best achievement in the Champions League so far to get through this group. Even if you consider how we started it. I we didn't. No, no one thought we could go to the Bernabeu and get a, a a a point or a result. No one thought we could rip them a new one at Wembley. That's we did. It. No one thought that we could go to Chelsea and smash them three. We did. No one thought we'd go Man United around and beat them three 0 and we have. not and, and actually, one of the things that we have been very consistent. At doing under Potticino, under this management, under with this team is going out and not necessarily yes, winning trophies and that sort of stuff. There's only four to win, by the way. Just front it out there, well, there's only four that we can actually win uh, per season. But what we've actually done <laughs> is we've started to win things and uh, uh, accomplish things, break records, and, uh, break, break yeah. records. So that is what I'm trying to say: break records in, in in small steps. So you know, whenever you go on to achieve something, you don't you don't you don't you don't climb Everest in, in one go, do you? You do it in steps. And actually, we're trying to build a, 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 a winning team and a winning mentality. And actually, we've gone round it. And actually, going to <laughs> I can't believe I'm saying this live on air. Going to the new camp and winning would definitely be the biggest achievement under Pochettino. And, and, and why not? There's there's got needle there between Espanol and Barcelona. So. There you have it. Come on. Come on, Poch. Make what? it happen.
6: St- straight from the horse's mouth. The fat lady hasn't sung. She's still warming up <laughs> at the moment. We're going to be talking plenty more Spurs. We've got Rob waller coming on. A little bit later. To talk all things Crystal Palace, ahead of that fixture. It's a 5.30 kickoff uh on, uh on on Saturday night at Selhurst Park. We used to call it Fortress Selhurst Park. Definitely not a fortress anymore. Can Spurs go on and grab a massive three points down there? It's Love Sport Radio with your Tottenham Hotspur Fan Show. 5.58
0: five, a.m. Love sport. Love sport, love sport. love sport. This is Love Sport.
6: Yeah, this is Lost Ball Radio with your London football fan shows and your Tottenham Hotspur fan show. We're seeing a lot of Mauricio Pochettino on our screens. Uh, He's been talking ahead of the game on Saturday. Um, Chaps, I love that guy.
1: I literally love that guy. But Seriously. Look at him. Magic, isn't he? Oh, he's magic wick, isn't he?
4: He smells nice as well Or is that Danny's perfume I think it might be Danny (laughs) Rose's perfume (laughs) I love the way he goes (laughs) Khari (laughs) Khari (laughs) No, (laughs) Khari Kh,
6: you know (laughs) That's good (laughs) (laughs) Khari (laughs) Khari Khari (laughs) Khari again Um, Right, let's uh, let's look ahead To that game on Saturday Look, um, Palace Are not quite the force They once were In terms of I think the atmosphere has made a massive difference on what they do at home. Uh, you know, they, they barely score... Any, well, they, they I think they've only scored one one I goal at home this season. I think Michael touched
1: on it earlier. What, just to give us a quick summary again, what, what's happened to the... What, so what's the going a, on? So, the HF, the, right.
6: the, the Holmstar fanatics, who, who were in that corner, who used to create an almighty racket, yeah, yeah. that, the banners, they looked absolutely The brilliant. ultras, weren't they? They known as the, the ultras. The, yeah, 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 the Holmstar fanatics. They split
1: them up or have
6: they? Or? Well, well, what happened was the HF wanted a move towards the back central part of the stand, correct, more noise? Right, And the club have rejected it, and the club said to the HF, basically, we can't displace this many season ticket holders and, and move them around. They've been in the seat, that's not right. And so the OHF said, "All right, cool. See you later." And then we're, we're we're gonna we're gonna you know move off and and sit where we feel we want to sit because sitting in the corner, sitting down in that corner is not nice. You no. can't even see what's going on on the other side. You know they they've done it for so long, but they feel that they can create more of an atmosphere from that central
1: point. But now that's had a reverse effect almost now. Right, effectively, I'm, yeah, yeah.
6: The, the ground is dry. I went there for the Southampton game, and the atmosphere isn't great. Uh, um, and Selhurst has always been this place I, I used to love to go, especially watching Palace under the lights. Oh, incredible. Well, because that's actually made... worries
1: me about this, this weekend yeah, because it is a night game, this, isn't this it? This is what and, and yeah. it is. under the well, lights.
6: I mean, they, they, they used to make this this sort of almighty racket. Um, what's now happened is that the club and the HF have come to an agreement where from next season. I
1: thought he was going to say from the next game, <laughs> typical Spurs. <laughs> oh, out do you well, well, it? From the Spurs game
6: onwards, the whole <laughs> stand
1: <laughs> is going to
6: be covered in flares yeah. hashtag no pyro no party <laughs> um, no so uh, from next season they're going to be all, all, all moved to that central area that they wanted to be moved to because I think the club have recognised and Steve Parish has recognised that without them fans the, the ground is very 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 quiet but
4: I, I suppose the ones that sit in the centre behind the goal won't turn up when they're playing Grimsby next season so that's, that's probably oh. what it is Grimsby well who are going to be playing in the championship next season well Grimsby are in league two so and oh, okay, you know? 25 enough, from
1: league one <laughs> Aston Villa Aston not West very Dan? nice <laughs> West Ham. maybe West, 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 West Ham. the West Dan. Dan. Do, you,
6: do you reckon Palace got a chance of getting relegated they got a chance to go down. I don't think so I they think there if are you far don't score worse goals, teams down there and, yeah, and I'm sorry to say that our producer outside I think Fulham are one of them unless and, and I'll put this out there two days in a row unless Fulham go and get Roy back Go and get Royston back. He did it once in impossible circumstances. Well, let's be fair. A squad with a fraction of the level of quality of this. You know, am I right, Dom? They, they, they weren't great. They weren't great. Aaron Hughes and, and who else was up right? Who was a right back? Was it Moritz Voltz or someone like that? N- no. They
2: didn't have Hangler. was John Pantor right back, mate. John Pantor, Well, no. didn't well, they was have Hanguland in the, 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 right the back, then. Yeah, yeah no, so, the, so the Great Escape, obviously, we had just everyone. We had what Paul Stalteri, Casey
6: Keller. Oh, Staltieri. 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 Mate, he had on, a massive son. monobrow,
1: didn't he? Yeah. <laughs> he, he had scored an unbelievable goal oh, for us. Case, Casey
6: Keller was in goal at about 405 he was in a great case <laughs> 405
2: <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah.
6: the worst thing about Casey Keller is he looked very fragile he looked very rigid as if like if he dived and I'm not sure he liked to dive <laughs> because I'm sure he thought I'm I'm finished here if I dive mate <laughs> He got his positioning right never needed to dive
4: so that's, that's fine
6: <laughs> he'd lost all his hair finally by then as well he'd <laughs> given up and uh, but you know the quality of the squad that Fulham had back then was, was was a fraction of what they have today and I've petitioned it and I said you know if 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 Fulham can take Roy Hodgson off Palace. I think they've got a real fighting chance.
1: That would send Palace down, wouldn't it? Because I, I'm I, not I know sure. I, if I think back
7: Oh god, merry-go-round. But the thing right. with Hodgson is, you have to be honest. That Palace were the ones that kind of they took a risk on him after the whole England debacle. But they they did not away. way. Well, they brought him home because he's qu-
1: he's a, a Croydon
7: boy. Well, that's the thing. I don't think he'd, I don't think he would leave them.
1: I don't. I don't think. He's, I don't. But think...
7: he's worshipped at Fulham. He's worshipped at Fulham, but he a Croy- he's a Croydon boy. Will he work at, walk out of Palace now? There's still a job to be done there. He's still got to keep them safe. And I think with Palace, if I'm being honest, you look at the game ahead of the weekend, mm. stop Zahar, and as Michael said, you stop that team. I think
1: teams uh, a hard to quite The us.
6: difference between Fulham and Palace is that Fulham will go and spend money on him uh, for him in January. Fulham will go and buy him, buy him players. And let's be fair: if you look at Fulham's front line compared to, to Palace's, there's there's no comparison. Mm. You know, Fulham can score goals; it's just keeping them tight at the that's, back. That's true. Yeah. And and that's the thing: Palace's defense isn't bad. Sacco and Tompkins have formed a decent partnership. Wan Bissaka is a good uh, a good right back. You know, they've, they've built a really solid back line. It's just a Case okay, so of going forward, they are so poor going forward. That is all that's letting them down, you know. Picking up someone like Jordan, a, I mean, Doogie Friedman, you know, was their former manager, he's their director of football. I don't know what the guy does. How can he bring in Jordan? I guys suffer back to back relegations, you know. He, I don't think he scored more than seven goals in each of his Premier League seasons. He's played four Premier League seasons. He's 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 not the level they need, and and you know, this is a guy who, who has let go of the likes of Dwight Gale. You know, let let go Dwight like Gale, let him go. He's firing goals in. Um, you know, brought in Ben Teke who's who's four. Well, I mean his form, he's got no form anymore. He's got no form, let to be fair. His his confidence out the window. They've brought in Sauloth, who smells like a Roy Hodgson signing because he loves dipping into Scandinavia, but they've got no real quality going forward, barring Townsend and Zaha. And I can see them playing Zaha and Townsend up top
7: together.
1: Bring that bring it on.
7: Townsend, I think I say a guy that actually is scoring quite regularly for Palace, Andros Townsend. We have got a great
6: goal against Chelsea. Yeah, very, very good finish mm. against Chelsea.
7: That moves down the world are good, and we have we have uh, Andros Townsend's dad on the podcast a lot in Troy. Um... This will be a tough game. I mean, it will be tough, because like, I think Leeds are there. remember
1: last season? Sorry to Do you remember yeah. last season, though? And we were, I remember, I, I, I actually remember being on the pod, and we talked about it and I was like, we're going to go there, we're going to bat them yeah. 4-0. And Jace actually said, it's going to be really, really tough, and it was 1-0, Kane. Right. Yeah, wasn't it? it was like the PSV game, just that. Yeah. It was it's that. It was five like
4: five games in a row that we've won. 1-0. Yeah. Yeah. Really? And all five that we had, when yeah. Yart, Sonny went at our lane. That's right. Uh, Wanyama with a winner at White Hart Lane, yeah. Yeah. Ericsson, Ericsson with a winner at Palace, Kane with a winner at Palace last yeah. year, Sonny at Wembley last That's year. Right. It's five straight 1 0 wins.
1: And yeah. even even that game, sorry, Jace, even that game, then Delhi scored the absolute world oh, Does everyone God. remember that absolute yeah, world in a 3 1? Yeah. That we were 1 0 down That's until right. about the 84th minute or yeah. 82nd minute until we did that. That's we right. ended up winning 3 1. But it is a tough game, there's no doubt about it. But we're going to batter him 5 0. Again,
7: though, you look at the, just on the team leader ahead of this one, you know, then now, as we just Discussed earlier, he's now missing for six weeks, and you just think, what is it now? Is it the fifth game in something ridiculous? Like, was it 12, 13? It's just that ridiculous in terms of the amount of games we've had, and he's got to try and again. He said he's come out on Thursday's press conference and said, I've got to rotate the squad.
4: Yeah, but but most teams have had a similar... I think most teams will have played five in 14, and the only reason we had to play five in 13 was our own fault because of the, the Wembley debacle. So you can't moan at that. It's not that, Pochettino's
3: you
7: know. fault, though. No, We're it's
4: not. not Pochettino's, but you can't make two... I mean, yes, it's relevant, but, but Manchester United would have played five games in in that period Manchester city will have played five games yeah. in that period so you know the the fact that we've got the injuries and that doesn't help but if you're going to be a big club competing in trophies you're going to have that type of run don't forget man city on that monday night was our fault we no, played them on the saturday
1: yeah that um we, we can't we can't lose against palace well, we can't, well, I think we, you can't have we can't, to winning, we have can't, to we can't lose me. against palace and by the way we can't draw against them either we have to go there and we have mm-hmm. to win and uh, you know we talked about you know the, the listeners' questions for, from earlier um, on on Twitter and all that sort of stuff about you know how um you know can we use that, that attack inside let's go and attack them like we've got nothing to lose realistically we've just sat there and said they've got no attacking threat if we stop Wilfred Saar we stop Palace Benteke's got no form all that stuff And obviously we're going to hear from, from, from Rob um, shortly um, we'll get his views on it but ultimately if if we're saying that they haven't got an attacking threat what are we worried about let's go and battle it let's go and take the game I mean, to Ch- them.
6: Chelsea beat them 3-1 and I don't think Chelsea got out of second or third gear but they did th- it th- was tight
1: wasn't it that game for, 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 the for first a long and then Hazard minutes. had to come on and rescue him didn't
6: he I, I don't think he rescued them I think they didn't mm. get out, of, out uh, going forward, they were always looking, looking more. You know, um, potent. I'm g- I'm not going to say potent. I'm going to say they looked more effective than Palace mm-hmm. going forward. Whereas whereas Palace going again, you know, are you, uh, you? You look at the options that Roy Hodgson has, and you're just sitting there going, mate, what are you? He's literally waiting for January. You
1: sit. I'm not feeling sorry for, for him
7: because we were also probably waiting for January as well in a couple of areas. I mean, are we, if I was oh, okay. them, I'd take Laurent out on loan. <laughs>
1: If you could, actually, Llorena would be quite a good uh, thing. Llorena L- 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 L-
6: L- would save him properly. But they, j- they j- took Eddie Bayor from us, so there's no. Yeah, reason yeah the he, he, he won't L- break.
1: Say, <laughs> Who's gonna? Can <laughs> we get Yansen and Kudo over there? Uh, okay, we, we can't say aside from Zaha because he's a, he's a threat. So who, Max who Max is a threat? Who's Max gonna housing, hurt us? Max Meyer. Who's gonna hurt us on Saturday, Z- Jase uh, in Palace? Who's gonna hurt us? the obvious one is all
4: those you think of is Zaha you're just always careful of the curse of the old boy isn't it mm-hmm. Andros has Sounds got to score good. against yeah, us one Angels, day yeah. but I, 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 but think I know with, what you mean with Max
6: Meyer if he can if he can be deployed in a free sort of creative role I think he can cause anyone problems he's, he's an intelligent player he's he's a creative player he's someone who I can see you know, playing at a, 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 a higher level than Crystal Palace sorry Palace fans it's true um, it's a case of Roy needs to stop playing in a position where he's ineffective needs to play him, give him a free role, give him the opportunity to go and a, tent. go and do his thing, yeah, potentially he's a ten, go and do his yeah, thing does. and 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 it will work. It will work. I think Coyote is a decent. player I've always been a fan of. Coyote. I quite
1: like it. I have yeah, actually. I think he's quite. A good, he's quite. You know, a good uh, this, in terms this of leggy engine, sort of rain. Yeah, he's the yeah. Got
6: got a bit of that. And Milivojevic, who hasn't had the best of seasons, um, but is, is always a pretty solid presence. The,
1: look, I mean, the way we're talking is that Palace. I, I I like Roy Hodgson actually. What he's done there, I think Palace are a decent side. I am worried about the game in terms of being under lights and that sort of stuff. But actually, when you look at it, and we like we always say games aren't played on paper and that sort. Of, so when you you look at it even with all the injuries that we've had and players coming nursing being come uh, nursed back into the team we should have enough here guys to to go and beat palace to be fair
6: yeah you should do we're going to carry on we'll look at uh, a bit of a head-to-head next on love sport
0: this is love sport
6: i've just been told i need to see so sing something jace can you sing it
7: i can't sing it right yeah, give us the other ear what have you got here come come on, on. Rick what you got for us oh, what you got oh see that guy watch that scene digging the dancing McQueen yeah there you go can who's we, that can from we have that is from or, or Zman 11215 uh, yes Zman
6: it would, it would be nice to have that uh, let's look ahead to that game Crystal Palace versus Spurs and uh, just taking a look at a bit of a, uh, a, a, a mini preview that's been released today ahead of the game of the last 26 Premier League goals scored during a meeting between Palace and Spurs 25 of them have come in the second half just one first half goal in 14 top flight games uh, there have wow. been 44 league meetings between the two sides wow one one goal but these, goal. Go- these
4: games just have always
7: been tight Jace, you said yeah, it before yeah,
4: the break Yeah, all just 1-0 1-0 1-0 all the time So, and they've all been ugly scrappy games we've not as well. played extremely no, well no, no, no. no I think Palace beat knocked us out of a cup as well didn't they White laying 2-1 was it 2-1 H- or was, was that 1-0 yeah, as well
6: yeah um, yeah uh, 44 games between the two. Spurs have got 25 wins. Palace have got 8, and there have been 11 draws. Uh, total 52 games between these two sides in the league, FA Cup and League Cup. Spurs with 28 wins. Palace with 11 and 13 draws. The referee is Jonathan Moss.
4: Oh, no, Jonathan Moss.
1: Oh, no. Oh, Jace ain't that uh, uh, Jace no. is probably about to
6: start crying. Crystal Palace <laughs> yes. have won 20 of the 25 games in which he's been in charge
1: really yeah I'll tell you what's interesting as well Is he, does he love a penalty John oh, I'm
4: not sure but jo- John does he Most, love a red card don't, don't get me wrong right. John Moss isn't necessarily against Tottenham I think he's just an Awful referee and really? and every game that involves him seems to descend it. 80%. He did the Spurs Liverpool game
1: oh, last year at oh, Anfield. Eighty oh. percent of the games yeah. that are, that well, he loves a the penalty then he gave us been two
6: involved in Palace of uh, of one um and one just a bit of a throwback in early 2015 Crystal Palace played host to a Spurs team ten league positions ahead of the Eagles for Alan Pardew's first match in charge of yeah. the I South game Club yep. coming from behind after a converted Harry Kane penalty Dwight Gale and Jason Punch combined uh, to lead. Into a two-one home victory and uh, deliver Tottenham's penalty Premier League see, game. Yep. What 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 number Premier League defeat was it?
2: Hmm?
1: Ooh,
6: that's it a good it, question? That you hit a landmark of Premier League defeats that day. <laughs>
7: we try not to remember the defeats, Aaron. Three hundred. Uh, it
1: must. Have, I was going to say it must have only been a hundred or something. Surely three hundred <laughs> Premier League <laughs> defeat
7: wow. uh, on Spurs. But that's a key. I remember that game. there. we went into there again. That was rocking. That was rocking. That, yeah, rock-in that, that day, scored. But we went. We went one up underestimated, switched off, Stan and again,
4: Stambouli conceded a penalty.
7: That's right. If we, that's the thing with Palace, if we allow them time on the ball, you know, do sit off them, Zahar can cause damage and we have to go into this game fully focused. You know, Lee, we discussed discussing before the break about that Wolves game. Yeah. We're that tied up after an hour.
6: Right, okay. Did. Um, I don't really like, obviously, bringing Arsenal into this, but this is to do with Crystal Palace, because there's been a rumour that Crystal Palace have been involved in a a potential transaction with Arsenal for Danny Welbeck, a £10 million deal in January, obviously Danny Welbeck is out of contract in the summer, Uh, we're hearing this evening that Danny Welbeck has uh, has, has suffered a serious injury uh, this evening, and uh, yeah... That uh, well we're against Ashley looks in uh, in severe pain on the pitch. Um, he's being stretched off, oxygen required. Um, yeah, worrying signs for Danny Welbeck this evening. Um, yeah, after after Palace were linked with him just a like, lot days ago. We were talking about it quite heavily on the Crystal Palace show. Would you take Danny Welbeck uh, for Crystal Palace? He's a striker who's been in decent form this season, but isn't exactly prolific. So. There you have it. Uh, Looks like Danny Welbeck has picked up quite a serious injury. Eight thirty-one. We're going to be back uh, with Robert Wallow Football London uh, Crystal Palace correspondent. He joins us next.
0: Five five eight a.m. Love sport.
6: Yeah, we've been treated to another wonderful bit of... Uh, oh, listen to
7: that. We karaoke you? version, though. <laughs> the Dancing McQueen. What is going on here tonight? What's some of the karaoke version? No, I don't the karaoke version. Do you know what I feel like? I feel like I'm a, an audience of Lee McQueen. Well, okay, For
1: those I've, been a, I've,
7: been away, I've been away a couple of weeks Yeah, he been away a couple of fair? weeks. We do miss him, don't we? Even well, we Aaron's... You missed married,
6: didn't you? You do, didn't you? I do, you, mate. You miss me, mate. There's a bit of love there. There's a bit of man love there. Bit of man love, yeah, the bit of man love. Let's talk to uh, Robert wallow Crystal Palace correspondent for Football. dot London. Rob, I presume. Well, I don't know. Actually, you might not like the Europa League, but you you may have kept uh, tabs with what's going on at Arsenal. And a man we were talking about just two days ago, Danny Welbeck has been stretched off with a serious injury.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it doesn't look good for him. You um, know, he's, he's obviously been sort of in and out of the uh, the Arsenal team, but he always seems to do a job when he, you know, when he is available and plays. Obviously, bad news for him if, if it's a serious injury and um, it doesn't look good. You know, being stretched off like you say with, with oxygen and um, yeah, yeah, wish him a speedy recovery. Whatever it is,
6: is that bad to the drawing board for Doogie Friedman?
3: Um, well, Roy Hodgson was asked about um, Danny Welbeck this morning, uh, this afternoon, sorry, at his press conference. Um, he said, you know, the scouting department are looking at all sort of options at the moment. He didn't, you know, he said that they hadn't had any conversations with him about Danny Welbeck. I think it's, it's an obvious link, because obviously he worked with Danny Welbeck when he was England manager. Um, it's understandable, perhaps, strikers aren't, you know, aren't scoring goals at the moment, so it he was, he was put to him, you know, striker a priority for, for January, and he said he sort of Gave a diplomatic answer, but said that you know I'm happy with the forward options we've got. Um, obviously, it'd be nice if they scored. You know, we've got a few more goals from them. But he said they're doing, you know, working hard. They're doing what we we want, other than, than putting the ball in the back of the net. He said, and hopefully that that will come.
6: What did uh, Roy talk about in terms of Spurs? Uh, you know, ahead of the fixture, obviously uh, Spurs coming up back off a, a late win um, against uh, PSV. They're going to be pepped up for it. What what were Roy's thoughts?
3: Yeah, he said it would be a difficult game, he knows that. Um, obviously, the are in a tough run at the moment. They just had... Uh, Everton, Arsenal, Chelsea sort of since the, the last international break. Obviously this this is the last one before the next one. And um yeah, it's a tough run and they got Man United away when they come back. So it's yeah, not easy at the moment, doesn't get any easier playing Spurs. I think he knows that from previous experience about, you know, playing against Tottenham and, and obviously he's worked with a lot of the, the Tottenham players, the English guys that obviously when they were you know gave him debuts when he was England manager and he was asked about that and you know he said He's pleased to see how they've progressed over the last few years. He said, you know, we we thought they were talented players when we brought them into the England squad, he said, and you've seen them mature and develop. And, you know, he said, got more games under their belts at Premier League, European level, he said, you know, and they're they're now the players that we expected them to be, he said, and, and, you know, we expect a difficult game.
7: Robert, Ricky Sachs here just wanted to ask you how do you expect Crystal Palace to set up for this game bearing in mind you've seen Spurs his array of attacking options in the last day or so and how we set up for PSV again you'd argue this game is a, is a must win for Spurs away at Palace obviously they haven't had the greatest start to the season therefore what kind of side are you expecting Holton to field at the weekend?
3: I think it would be very similar to, to the way they played against Chelsea at the weekend um, I, I would be surprised if he doesn't go with Rovrizar and Andrews Townsend up front um, I think that's you it know, worked well from the last season towards the end of the last season. It he's it's almost sort of stumbled upon it because last year through the in, you know injury crisis that you had and the lack of options, particularly you know lack of forward options when Benteke was that injured. And this year he has got Alexander Surlock and Jordan Ayew, but they're not you know they haven't been scoring goals themselves. He's played Jordan Ayew a few times and he works hard, but he hasn't really looked much of a goal threat yet. Uh, Alexander Surlock has hasn't started a game in the Premier League all season he's played in the League Cup games but not he's just coming off the bench in, in the Premier League and he's he still looks raw he's only 22 um, I think he, he's still adapting to it, the English game um, having come over from the Danish League which obviously you know, it's, a, it's, a, it's a different different level coming from, from Scandinavia to, um, to England and he's still sort of finding his feet I think um, came in in January and yeah he's he sort of you know, reverted back to to Wilfried Zaha and Andrews Townsend playing up front. Not necessarily natural strikers, but they can cause problems because they've obviously they've got a bit of pace about them. They've both got you know trick trick or two. I think you you will see that when they play up front, they can cause problems almost by because of the sort of the you know not being natural out and out strikers. They're drifting here and there across you know, and it's hard for the defenders to mark them. But at the same time. Not having that sort of natural instinct, you know, poachers sort of finish that sort of thing in the goal in front of goal. I suppose it it nullifies the threat a little bit. Sometimes, I mean, we we saw that on uh, at the weekend against Chelsea when. well, Zaha, was getting frustrated because he was an isolated figure for much of the game, which you, you would expect against top yeah. teams because you know they're going to see a lot more of the ball, particularly when you when players playing them away from home. And I think it'll be a similar sort of setup this weekend against Spurs. I think he'll he'll go with four four two, and it'll be Zaha and Townsend up top. They'll drift out wide from from you know being central positions, and you're, you're looking for players to sort of get from midfield and, and in support of them.
1: Rob, uh, Lee, Liam, how are you doing? You okay? Yeah, you're right. Yeah, good, good. Um, can I ask a question about um, Van, uh, Patrick Van Elnholt? Because I, I, I've watched him a few times, and I think going forward, he looks he looks the real deal. But can he defend? I suppose that's the question. I just wondered from a Palace perspective is he is he good? Is, I mean, is he you know have I summed him up quite well, or, or is he is he not worth talking about type thing?
3: No, he's a threat. I mean. Get, he does get forward well from left back um, and, and i've seen and heard palace fans sort of saying could we play him left wing you know because mm. it and you, you the way he plays you do think that you think well yeah you could because they've got other options at left back you know they can play uh, pat Suarez, obviously had had that uh, car crash and has been out for you know was out for a long time he's now yeah. back in around the squad but he's not he's only played league cup games he's not been playing in the premier league they've got jeffrey schlupp who could play at left back as well um, so that they have got options there I don't even mean, enjoy a read of it, play at left back um, but they've to be fair Roy Hodgson has sort of got a settled back four at the moment it is Van Arnhol on the left Wamba Saka on the right Tompkins and Saka in the middle and obviously Wayne Hennessy in goal you know it's a settled in that mm. respect so, something that our
1: Spurs uh, fans are crying out for a, a, a settled back line because we haven't had one all season to be fair
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah well, but then you know, I suppose that, that comes down to the options that, that Pochettino has got available to him you know, I know he likes to rotate his full backs and you know, obviously injuries play their part as well but yeah I, I, that's one thing with Palace you, you you almost can guarantee that that will be the, the back five yeah. you know, with the goalkeeper for the weekend the midfield and forward is perhaps you know the forward line is where they've changed things around you know throughout the course of the season so far. Perhaps because they haven't quite found that right balance yet. Last year they had it when they had Yohan Kabay and Ruben Loftus Cheek, and it was a almost a narrow midfield for and then Zaha and Townsend up front. And it it wouldn't necessarily if, if you said to someone that's how we're going to play at the start of the season. I think they would have gone really. But actually, it worked for them, so you know, they've, they obviously stuck with what worked. Yeah. This year, they haven't quite found that balance in midfield and up front because they've obviously lost Joanne Kabayi, he's gone. Ruben off the sheet, went back to Chelsea. And although they've got you know people like Cecho and Max Meyer have come in, I don't think they've quite found the right formula yet in midfield because so they've played a three, they've played a four, and you know, it's, it, they've chopped and changed a little bit with, with that area. And I think that's the one thing they they need to try and knuckle down because it's it's not been completely settled
4: Cool. There's, there's been lots of talk about Topman's fullbacks, certainly from Spurs fans all season. The the boy at Palace that I think has impressed me most is Wamba Saka who I think made his debut against us last season in the, the game up about yeah. February time, wasn't it? How yeah, that, how good has he looked? Because defensively it's it's surprising to see a young fullback come in and, and actually look as as stable as he's been. And he's I, I think he's been a fixture in the side ever since he's come into it, hasn't he?
3: Yeah, almost. Yeah, he, he's, he, I mean, he's played every game this year, bar the one when he was suspended um, from being sent off against Liverpool. But he missed the Watford game as well, and Joel Ward came in. But Joel Ward was the right back for Palace for five years, and he's displaced him now. And he's sort of, you know, very much a fringe player on, on, in the squad. And it, that's testament to how well Ram has done. You know, he came in, and you wouldn't have known he, he was mature beyond beyond his years. Really, with how
4: the, old is he? Twenty.
3: Twenty. And um, twenties come through the, the, the club's academy, and um, he was originally a winger, um, but reverted to a right back. Played at right back for the under twenty three level, impressed there sort of as a right wing back. This was sort of the time when Frank de Boer was in charge briefly last year, um, and he impressed then, and sort of they they looked at him. And when Roy Hodgson came in, he was obviously aware of him. He kind of got his chance through injury, really, because Joel Ward was out and Timothy fosu mensa was also out at that time. So he came in, it was a bit of a surprise to everybody, I think, when he was named in the team against Tottenham last year. But the way he played, I mean, he was excellent that day. Again, I remember it against um, the likes of Christian Eriksen, Delhi Alley. you know, he didn't, he wasn't overawed by the occasion. He played well against them, and similarly to what Palace are going through now, they had a tough run, they were playing, I can't remember exactly the run of it, but it was Tottenham, Chelsea, Man United and Liverpool. Games, you know, they played those teams, and he was standout man of the match in probably two or three of those. And he then, you know, played again. I think he played six games in a row. Then he was brought out of the team for a couple of games when Roy and
6: how do you see it going Saturday 5.30 under the lights hopefully they'll uh, inc- ignite a bit of uh, a bit of atmosphere you know the Palace fans
3: you'd like to think so um, yeah. they were they were certainly up for it in the, the game against Arsenal a couple of weeks ago um, it's, it has been a bit flat at times this year at home um I think you you've mentioned earlier on, on the show tonight about the homestyle fanatics you know and the effect that's had um there's no doubt that the atmosphere is is not the same it hasn't been the same this year at Celeller Park as we've seen in recent years because you know that place can be rocking when when you know the fans are right behind them, and Palace are on the front foot um it hasn't happened often enough this year I mean they've only scored two goals, the two goals against Arsenal, both of which were penalties at home um The home form hasn't been good it's the worst in the league um I, th- I think they're always, you know, it's a London derby. There's always that element, edge to it. I think the fans will be up for it. Um, but obviously, Roy Hodgson has said it himself before that the players have got to give the fans something to cheer about because too often, and you know, this season at home they haven't so far. Um, and it's, but I think I think Paris will will give uh, Tottenham a good game. I think it, they'll probably know going into it that you know they're, they're the underdogs. Obviously, that Tottenham will will be a difficult test because. You, you know, you only need one moment with the likes of Harry Kane or Christian Eriksen that can turn the game in their favour. I think it I expect it to be tight. The last four games finished one nil with to Tottenham, um between them in the Premier League. So I don't expect it to be, you know, high scoring. Uh but I I think Palace will take heart from the performances the last couple of weeks. They did well against Arsenal. They did well in stages against Chelsea last week, um, defending let them down at sort of crucial times but on the whole, it was a, it was a reasonably positive performance and Roy Hodgson said as much afterwards, you know, he was happy with the, with the overall performance, just disappointed with a few moments in the game and, yeah, the overall result, but I think it'll be a tight game and it's, it's that it will come down to those moments when if Palace can convert chances because they've been creating some but haven't been taking them so far this season and obviously keeping it, keeping uh, the likes of Harry Kane out at the other end.
6: Brilliant stuff, Rob. Thank you so much for joining us. Rob Wallow there from football.london <laughs> with us on Love Sport Radio. Uh, yeah, we're going to be back with uh, some more of your calls next. 0208 7025, oh, that is the number to call.
0: Love Sport Radio, the station giving fans a voice in a world full of united cities rovers there's only one hotspur the official tottenham hotspur membership one hotspur is now on sale to new members gain access to ticket priority windows receive a gift pack and plenty more spurs benefits tottenham hotspur it's your club make it official sign up today at tottenhamhotspur.com slash joy. Love Sport 558 5, AM Yes, Love Sport Radio with
6: your Tottenham Hotspur fan Show, 0208 70 25 is the number to call uh, Andrew has done exactly that How are you, Andrew? Hello
5: I'm very well, how are you? Are yes, you okay? All good, like, Andrew. All, good, all
6: good, mate What can we do for you?
5: Yeah, it basically, I just wanted to get uh, the panel's opinion on the, the current state of play with regards to Tottenham's recruitment, uh, player recruitment, because it all seems to have gone alarmingly quiet on the transfer front, as everyone's fully aware of it, with our inactivity over the summer. But uh, my understanding was that it all kind of changed back in sort of February 2017 with Steve Hitching coming back into the club. But since then, we've only really seen a couple of uh, transfers coming in and I I just feel as if everything is kind of ground to a halt so I just kind of wanted to get everyone's take on on where we are at because it's only sort of 60 days until the transfer window reopens now. I expect, well I'm not expecting a huge amount to be brutally honest but I, I just wanted to get everyone's take on that really.
7: You know, it's Andrew. Obviously, you must hear on the show. We do so much about the recruitment on Spurs and what they need to do and how they need to strengthen the squad. I think the issue we've got is at the moment is with Spurs that we know we need two or three top top players to push this squad on. We don't know if it's a combination of Pochettino not wanting to force Daniel Levy's hand in terms of going for a big time player. Some maybe with an ego that would maybe force him. Does he want to manage an ego? You then have to look at the other side of the fence. You know, Daniel Levy, he's not used to shopping for top top players. You know, I think this is the first time that he's going out now in the transfer. Window, and you're looking to try and improve this squad where the quality is there, you're now going to bring in certain players, I think, like an Unden Bele maybe for the midfield, or you know, a delict to the defence. I think now our aspect of recruitment and transfers in general, it's completely changed to what it has ever used to be. But I think just to kind of sum up on the matter, Spurs do need to go out in January to bring a few bodies in, and I cannot see how the Spurs team can keep on going on consistency wise in the league, in the cups even in the Champions League or whether it be Europa League, with this kind of squad we are picking up, as you know, so many injuries on what seems like a daily occurrence at the moment. Yeah, Yeah, I I mean... I think it's just
4: down to the the financial thing. You know, the the players that would really improve the squad, we kind of face a bidding war for each and every one. If it's Ndombele, if it's De we know that we're in a bidding war. Other teams will break the fee, other teams will pay the wages and most importantly, other teams will pay the agent far more than Tottenham will.
5: Yeah. Do, do you feel that you guys? Do you feel that um, the arrival of uh, Sissoko kind of impacted negatively on the on the wage structure at the club? Because you noticed a lot of players renegotiating their their wages, their salaries, everything like that. As soon as that that transfer was done and dusted, it, it sort of it, it seemed to create some sort of imbalance within the dressing room and a bit of a, a bit not a revolt per se, but there was a, there, there seems to be a bit of a, well, I, I don't know how to put it really, but folk weren't happy.
4: I I don't think that I mean whatever Musa Sissoko is 55 caps for France that's the type of salary you have to pay him
6: Uh, yeah it it certainly is Andrew we're going to have to leave it there pal thank you very much for joining us uh, this evening and do you know what give us a call next week give us a call a bit earlier and I'll tell you what we'll we'll give you your own section if you can dance we'll give you your own section (laughs) Uh, let's cross over to the United States we've got Cooper on the line evening Cooper
7: hey guys
1: how you doing yes Cooper welcome
7: back All right, Coops Hey, sorry, I keep calling in, you guys. No, it's good, mate. Please don't apologize. Keep coming. Keep calling.
1: What you got for us this uh, weekend?
7: Sorry, I I know I don't have a lot of time, so I'll make it quick. Um, I don't know if uh, you guys have talked about it. I haven't been able to listen to the show yet. But I was reading an article uh, earlier about Nikki Butt talking about Sir Alex Ferguson and how sometimes Sir Alex would say, no, you're not going on England duty this week. I was wondering if Ponch is ever going to be able to learn that. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you just going forward
3: because I feel like Eric Dyer just coming back from injury immediately he's in the England setup, and I mean what's the point
6: I'm, it,
3: for him just to get injured again I,
6: I've got a take on it and I've got a take that Sir Alex Ferguson um, and I don't want to say this in a negative but I think he thought he was above any England manager and, and he could overrule any decision they made I mean you, you you have players pulling out and it's happened a lot in the Ireland squads as well where they've. T- I mean Stephen Ireland, do you remember the dead grandmother thing you know he turns around and <laughs> said and it. to everyone his grandma died and it was it was all. There a was lie. It wasn't the
4: in-laws.
6: Yeah, it, it was, the was wife's. Ex- no, no, it was, well, it, it was a lie. It was a lie. his grandmother. I don't know what happened, but you know, I think Sir Alex Ferguson thought maybe he was above them and he knew what was best. Um, if you if you read a couple of his books, a couple of his ex-pros books, Rio's book, um, you know, Rio and and, and a lot of the ex-pros talk about how Sir Alex Ferguson would sit there with the medical side and t- and turn around and go, well, mm, you know what, I'm I'm not sure you should go, and and he would make the call for them. So maybe it's a case of Pochettino sort of muscling. Up effectively and just turning around and going, no, I'm not risking my players.
1: Leave. Maybe that, but I think you know if you look at it from the other side, we can't have both bites at the cherry. You know, from a Spurs fan perspective, we don't want our players to go on England duty on the basis they get injured and so on and so forth. But from an England perspective, we want the best players in the squad. We're proud for, for from a Tottenham perspective to have uh, players in the squad. I think we, if we look at it from the player perspective, we've got to ask the question: Do they want to play for England? And at the end of the day, Harry Kane is a captain of England. If he wants to play. He wants to play every single game, get as many caps. Eric is probably the same. Danny Rose, Kieran Trippier, Deli Alley, Harry, all probab- Harry Winks, they're all probably the same. So, you know, it's not just a case of us as fans going, oh, you know, please rest him, you know, pot man up. It's also a case of actually the players turning around going, well, what do you mean I can't play for England? Are but you d- having a laugh? I, I want to play. Of course I want to play. So there's always a different side, Jace.
4: Just look at it as a positive as well. Eric Dyer and Deli Alley have another 90 minutes to build their fitness up, which will be valuable for Tottenham rather than having to be managed back into the squad so you know that it can work in your favour just as much as it can go against you
1: and I remember uh, and that's a, f- a fantastic point actually Jace, because I don't know if you remember this Cooch, but a couple of uh, couple of seasons ago it might have been the last season when Harry Kane got injured and there was an international break and he did get minutes to get that back in that, that fitness back in so it's, it is a very difficult one um, you know and <laughs> the fact is if no Tottenham players were in the England squad we'd all be sitting and you'd be ringing up saying or you know we'd be having a, a show saying well, oh I mean, why none no, of our players in the squad so it's a ta- it's a catch-22, Cooper to be fair Yeah, that makes sense I
3: agree
1: with you guys Yeah, thank you very much Cooper, what do you reckon the score's going to be Saturday, pal?
7: I'm sorry can you repeat that?
6: I said, what do you reckon the score is going to be on Saturday? Very quickly, pal
7: Against Palace 2-1 us Kane the- scores both there Yeah
6: you Kane know, scores Cooper, Cooper, uh, Cooper with the optimism Thanks for calling in Cooper uh, Good
7: to have you on board once again Ricky yeah, well, should we do quick predictions then for this one, Let's, do it. Let's, Let's have, have your do it. burritos. I'm going
1: to go 3-1 Spurs, Kane Hattrick. Really? It's on the cards for you, Rick? On the cards for me. Really? I, okay, that's decent. I'll go 1-0
4: decent? Tottenham.
1: He's oh, going for the trend, six, the 1-0. 1-0 in a row. Successive one-nil win. I, I actually successive 1-0 win. I actually do think that we we're, we're concede, because that's, that's kind of where <laughs> we're at at the moment, but I do think we'll win the game, and I am actually going to pick 3-1. Mm. Um... Uh, as well, but I actually do think Deli Alley will score. So, is your younger space? brother going to be in goal or Hugo Lloris being goal? Uh, my younger brother, uh, Gazaniga, um, oh, it'd be Hugo Lloris mm-hmm. all day long, but uh, Gaz is now pushing him. I think there was another qu- a listener question. We ain't got through all the questions this week, unfortunately, yes. but I do think that he can push Lloris now. Gazaniga, come on now, Gazaniga.
6: I'm going for a 2 2.
1: 2-2 yeah. You going for a Desmond I'm going for a Desmond You're man. going for a Deza You want a Desmond Let me tell you something I thing. want a bit of excitement let me, let me tell you something About your boys You're going to get Absolutely ruined Against Man City No we're
6: not <laughs> We're going to win the league Thank Come you on guys. you Spurs <laughs>
1: Jason Come on Ricky you Spurs Thank
6: joining me To talk to the Mots of chat on love Sport.